Hey, what's up, y'all? How's it going? Damage Per Second Podcast. That's DPS Podcast. We're back. Episode 160. Last episode of this uh, very chaotic 2023. And we're going to have a good show, man. We're going to have an awesome show. Ain't that right, Forte? We always have an awesome show. Um, it's a lot of... <laughs> there's a lot of stuff that's like happened since beginning of this week and um, yeah on, on that, with everybody doing all their shopping and you know enjoying their families that probably come from out of town so they can like get on their nerves for the course of the next week or so but um, <laughs> it, it, yeah so there's a lot of stuff that gamers that normally just like the game have to do with this week on top of all the stuff that news related that came out so it's, it's a lot of stuff to talk about slow right right um we do have a special guest coming through uh the the homie game logic uh he uh don't know what happened to him he should be uh, hopefully he's okay but he should be uh i'm coming through hey look man i i wish i was asleep right now honestly i have been i have i've had four hours of sleep in the past uh 48 hours so uh that's some work stuff that you know i'm dealing with but you know not anyone else's problem just mine Nothing to worry about. Um, we got some interesting topics for tonight. Some some interesting discussions that will be had due to all of the the various bombshells that have dropped since the last time we did our episode last week. And so, I mean, really, we're definitely going to talk about some games. I, I, I've been playing the finals. I have to kind of, I don't mind admitting when I was wrong about something. I think That's I was wrong about pretty- that game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it was actually it's actually pretty good. You it's played it too? Yeah. Okay, all right. We we we're gonna, we will definitely discuss. Um also looks like uh Persona 6 likely to be multi-platform when it launches. Uh, we got Sega. We got uh oh, welcome logic. Glad to have you. Uh, we got we have some changes. Uh, in the organizational structure of Activision Blizzard King, we got PlayStation hitting 50 million consoles sold, and what a lot of people probably want, definitely want to want to uh, discuss is these this Insomniac leak, and should we really even be talking about leaks? That's kind of like a subtopic, but I kind of felt like we should probably discuss it first before even discussing the leak itself. So. We're going to get into it, man. We'll get into it. Uh, but before we do all that, I want to introduce our guest. We got Mr. Game Logic here. And he's a, a, a panelist with us on Brat Podcast that, that airs Wednesdays with Enrique, with B Money, and myself and Forte. Game Logic, how's it going, man? Good, man. Good. How are y'all? Yeah, we're hanging in there, man. You know, it's it's been it's, it's been a trying time. <laughs> I mean, look, it's not that dramatic, it's, no. But like, yeah, been sleeping. That's what I've been doing. Yeah, yeah. Like we, I, I've been trying to catch up on sleep. Forte been 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 getting all the sleep. Uh, but um, um, hope you've been good, man. Yeah. What, what games have you been playing? Oh uh, man, I think uh, I've been playing a lot of stuff as usual. But but probably this week I've mostly been on a Call of Duty Modern Warfare Three. Mm. Double S D baby. Oh, is it yeah. week, this weekend coming up? 
Yeah. Well, well, well <laughs> Forte's <laughs> on PlayStation, so he's got he's been on he's been double XPing it up since like what Tuesday, when uh, whatever Wednesday. Yeah, he they they gave it early for the PlayStation guys for the last time, you know, because you guys aren't getting it like that uh, starting next year. Just you know, enjoy yeah, it now. Yeah. Why you? Why you they have can it? Enjoy, they can enjoy it now. I'm just enjoying it because I just happen to have it over there. <laughs> mm-hmm. But no, I mean, like we we got a squad up one night because uh, I know we used to, we've all we were playing on Modern Warfare two a lot. I I've been playing some with Forte and some with our homie uh, Sir Taz. Shout out to Taz. Uh, and uh, I've done a little Call of Duty over the past week, but I've actually been playing another multiplayer game. A bit more, and I, and and again, it's it, well, it's one of the topics. We'll discuss it later, but it's, I, I definitely have to kind of uh, backpedal on some of my comments about that game a little bit to to a degree because I, I think it, it still needs some work there. But um, it's, it's, that's good, man. You've been playing some Call of Duty. What what, what, what else you been doing, man? Did you, just trying to, did you build a PC? You built another oh. PC. Yeah, no, that's a good point. I hadn't, uh, hadn't even thought about. It. Yes. Uh, so, I don't know if I was on the. Sh- What's that? I'm just laughing that he had to remind you that you built the PC. Oh yeah, I did. I built a PC. I spent a lot of money and I forgot Yo, that I did. Nobody <laughs> builds more PCs than him. Like I'm, like I, it's like every other day. He's like, yeah, I got my like my mid my mid-level pc i got my high end i got then i got like my potato and i'm just like how do you have and he's like yeah you know i'm just gonna i'm like how do you have that matter of fact that's a good question when did you get the time to just keep building all these pcs like I, i'll do that in pc you know simulator like like pc build simulator game but like not actual pcs like which like it's fun to do but but yeah, no, it's uh, no, 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 it's not. No, it, yeah, no, it's fun. I like. I think no, it's fun. It's, no, it's fun. The initial time you do it, it is not like fun to keep putting them together every two seconds. Man, I, I showed up tonight. I thought the I thought the convo was gonna be casual. Y'all are asking the tough questions. Um, <laughs> well, that's because yeah. we haven't seen you in a while. That's true. I haven't what, come through. Look, logic. Why are you spending so much money? <laughs> 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 Yes, we are pocket watching right now. Yeah, no, no, but, so, but no, seriously, but seriously, like, will you do you just enjoy like building PCs? So I do, and I, I, I've, I've, you know, it's, you know, we're probably going to talk a lot about gamer Twitter tonight, but I've, I've often tried to explain that to gamer Twitter. Um, you know, there's a, there's a lot of conversation that goes on around. Oh well, you know, if you, you know, if you're playing on PC, you spent so much money, and I only spent five hundred dollars on my console, and and I respect that. Look, I mean, everybody's going to game how they want to game. Um, the thing that I've tried to explain to people sometimes is that for you know first of all pc gamers are are of two different types right there are people who go out and buy their pcs um and those are people who just enjoy gaming on pc to game on pc there are those of us who build pcs um and and there's there's more that we get out of that um you know some of you and i both work in technical fields i I mean quite Mm -hmm. literally building pcs which i started doing 24 years ago formulated a, a lot of my philosophies and mentality about troubleshooting that i actually use um you know in the workplace um, right you know r- rules that i set for teams about hey let's not let's not troubleshoot by 
by swapping parts. Please don't come to me and ask me to buy like several thousand dollars of parts when you haven't proven to me that that, that part is going to fix the problem. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You, you know, so there's all sorts of stuff and, and, and you learn from it. Right. And so uh, and so I, I enjoy doing it to me in, in my head. It is it is, you know, the the 21st century replacement of, you know, when our dads used to like tinker with cars, like in their garage. So, <laughs> right. um, yeah. And and I'm not, I'm not handy around the house. Like, look, if, if, if a wall needs to be painted or plumbing needs to be fixed, I, I don't do that myself. I'm hiring a contractor. Um, that mm-hmm. doesn't bring me joy, <laughs> like, like, but, you know, but building PCs is something, you know, that I do with my hands and, and that I do enjoy. And, um, and uh, and as a as a person who comments on games and comments on PCs, I just I've mentioned this to you all before. I, I just feel personally like, and this goes back to when I first started getting into blogging and, and content creation and stuff. I, I feel like, look, if if you're gonna be somebody who comments on PC hardware, it's it's one thing for you to be an evangelist and jump up and down and insist that you're right in your perspective about, about PCs. I, I I look at you some kind of way when you've built like one PC right um maybe two um you know when i comment on these things i've just personally wanted to be uh, not necessarily credible but i've just wanted to have the experience to back it up right to have built in dozens of different types of cases and worked with both amd processors and intel processors and you know amd gpus difference yeah 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 so it's been fun you know it's i mean building pcs is as much my hobby as as gaming um, so yeah, I get a lot of enjoyment out of it. Cool. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, yeah, I was just gonna say real quick to your yeah, point man. about uh, when you were you were you mentioned uh, console gamers and they talk about uh, uh, PC gaming and they're like, oh, well, like I I I I only spent five hundred dollars. My my response to that is always, what well, you get what you pay for. Yep. <laughs> so so look, you you pay for five hundred dollars. You're getting a five hundred dollar experience. You're getting a closed. Uh, a closed device system yep. that system. that you, you don't you don't have a lot of flexibility with when the games come on it and you don't like the resolution that the game is playing at you don't have any other options outside of accept it or just and not or not play the game whereas i have various options of what to do and and as as logic said like there are people who 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 rock a potato PC, and they're good. They got a 1060 GPU, and that's all they need to play Counter Strike Go and League of Legends because those games are very demanding, and they can they can play that to their heart's content, and they don't need to upgrade. They don't, they don't even like trying to play the games that push the the envelope. And then you got your, your other gamers that you know every time. Nvidia drops a new generation, they out there grabbing the most expensive one and throwing it in their rig. They're rebuilding PCs and and they they like to spend that money, you know, like that's the the, the versatility of the PC market, I think. And I think I kind of fit like right in the middle. Like I I don't need to have the greatest. I just want want to make sure that the PC I use is giving me the performance that I want. And when it's no longer giving me the performance that I want, then I start to make changes. I've, I've built about three PCs so far, uh, two for myself, one for my son. And, but I, like personal work life stuff, like I, 
at one point in time, I felt like I think in one year back when I was uh, in in a in a knock, um, I, I I may have like rebuilt about half a dozen. Actually, no, definitely at least at least a dozen servers at work. And I think around that time, I was just like, I'm not doing PC gaming because <laughs> I was just like always tinkering with stuff at work. But then like, I'm, I'm not dealing with that no more. Yeah, you know, like I, I don't mind having to like rebuild something or take something and 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 put something together real quick at home. I I don't want to completely bore our our console brethren. But you know, um, Forte, you were about to say something. We can move on after that. No, no, no. I was gonna say I I agree 100 percent with what are you saying? You know, my initial foray into PC was just going out and buying a pre-built. And then after probably my, after my pre-built took a crap or the GPE, well, actually it was one of those situations where I realized that I was like, man, okay. So my motherboard was either acting up. I was getting really, really, it was like shutting down and stuff on me. And I was like, okay, what the heck is the problem? So I went out and bought a brand new GPU, switched out the GPU, was still doing it, switched out the CPU, it was still doing it. I was like, are you telling me that I'm literally about to spend all my money and it was a motherboard issue? And Mm. of course it was a motherboard issue. So (laughs) I ended up, so that was like my, literally my first time, and I I put it back in the same case that I had because it was a modular case. And, um... I was like, okay, well, I guess I have a new PC now. And, uh, you know, that was like the beginnings of making me, like having me love just the overall process of it because my very first time of doing it was like the most horrendous nightmare of just trying to upgrade a part because I thought that part was bad. And then I was like, oh, this is actually not that hard. You know, just changing out little things, you know, and then you think about it, you gotta, you take out one thing and it don't work, then you gotta take it all out again and keep on troubleshooting and stuff. And then I realized, I was like, man, this isn't as hard as people think it is. It's actually pretty simple. And then it actually gives you a little bit more awareness of like how all the systems come together and work. And like the, the iteration of the PC I'm on now is probably my sixth or seventh, I think my seventh build now. So nowhere near where logic is, but I definitely um, understand what he's talking about when it comes to just that process of, um, you know, going through all the systems and everything and getting more of an understanding so you can actually know what affects what. And that's actually a really cool thing about uh, building PCs. Nice. Nice. Slow on. I know you're going to cut me off, but look. You're not going to ask me about my new PC and then not let me run down my specs. So. Oh, no. Yeah, I completely forgot. No, no, no. Def, def, please he's do that. This is... He's got a 4090, probably. I, I, oh, I which, which with, version? Which version? I didn't go with, didn't go with the 4090. So let, let's start with okay. So I, I built it in that same Lee and Lee case that I think y'all have seen. So that's mm-hmm. the OD11 Evo that has like the 10K, that can accommodate like 10K fans. Um, so, mm. wait, so it's a, yeah, it's a, it's the Corsair RMX uh, RM one thousand X one thousand watt uh, PSU. Okay, uh, it's an it's an MSI B six fifty board. Um, so I went. Hey, the, I, th- I think I got that same. Well, I, I got MSI board. I don't know if it's the same it is, model. It's probably the Mag Tomahawk Wi Fi is the one that I have. No, that's that's not that's not the same board for me. But sure. but still, MSI it's a good they they got good motherboards. I, I I give them a lot of the slander, but they 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 make they make some very high quality motherboards. So yeah. it's got a it's got a Ryzen 7 7800 
X3D in it. Um, it uh, so it's got the uh, the Corsair H150i uh, Elite Capellix uh, AIO. Uh, this is the one that I went with. There's the water block on that. Is um, it's got it's got swappable faceplates. So I I swapped the faceplate that was on and put the white faceplate on it. And then it has RGBs, uh, RGB ARGB lighting uh, on the water block, um, as well as the three fans that you control with IQ. Um, 64 gigabytes of RAM. So it's got, it's two 32 gigabyte sticks. I think it's G Skill RAM uh, that I have in there. Uh, okay. And then, I went, and then I went with uh, with an RTX 4080. Um, so that's a 16 gigabyte, 256 bit bus uh, GPU. Um, I'll come back to that uh, real quick. And then it has uh, six drives in it. So it has three uh, three PCIe 4.0 uh, NVMe drives, two terabytes a piece. And then it has nice. uh, three two and a half inch SSDs in it, uh, a, f- a five twelve gigabyte, a one terabyte, and a four terabyte. Um, so it's like eleven point five gigabytes of total storage uh, in the box. Mm. Uh, so the so the most interesting thing about it was the GPU because that was the part that I agonized over the most. That was the last part that I bought. It was buying in the holiday season. Uh, GPU supply is getting really short because they're going really fast. The 4070s are flying off the shelves because that's about that's like a you can get that card for 500 bucks in some places, 550. Um, it's, yeah, it's, I'm a little annoyed the 4080 keeps selling the way it is, considering how 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 overpriced it is. I'm a little. I was kind of hoping people would hold out a little bit longer so that like when these refresh cards come, they would heavily discount the 4080. Now I feel like nvidia is just gonna be like well it sells so much we're just gonna leave it as is i don't know but we'll, we'll see we'll, we'll see what happens we're true and I, and I grabbed my i got my 4080 for below msrp um good i, good. I was looking at the 4090 but the 4090 has been creeping up in price and so there was there was like one available at, at one store maybe bnh or something that was at msrp most things were like at like eight i think msrp on that card's like 1699 1599 um it was then it then it got to be available in some places at like 1800 uh and then it and then it just the cheapest one i could find was 1999 i was like okay i'm not paying two thousand dollars for that card so i can't i was keeping my eye on the 4080s and the 4070 was my backup plan I, i had my eye on a 4080 that was just below msrp but it's from a company called galax which is not a well known brand um but the reviews on that card uh are 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 pretty good and when you look at the spread on them they're like all five star reviews with like a very small number of like ones and twos so either every you know the people who got the card either were incredibly satisfied with it especially at the price that they got it at and then there were a handful of people who out there who had just had you know you know nightmare cards which always kind of happens mm. so this card has a uh, it has a piggyback uh, cooling fan on it so it has the three main cooling fans right on the bottom right yeah but it has a piggyback card that goes on the back that's another like 120 millimeter fan so it has four cooling fans so it has a so on the on the back end of the card it has a push pull effect and, and then it and then it sucks down towards the other end of the other two cards um so it's pretty neat so it's got additional cooling so the, the card runs incredibly great um and then it also has and then it also has argb fans itself um, so, uh, so it's got like a proprietary header on the back that, that I run to a fan bus. So, so the cards lit in the case as well. So I, I posted that video in the brap chat that you guys saw. Um, but that's, you know, so it's, so all the case fans are lit, the cooling block is lit and the GPU is lit. And I, I apologize that I occupied the first part of your guys' show geeking out, but I'm done. 
No, no, you're good. You're good, man. You know that that's that's that, that's part of our show is is talking about the tech side of things and and PC stuff. So no, no, this is uh, it, we're, I'm good with it, and I know that uh, there's a, there's a lot of people in the chat discussing talking about uh, PC parts as well. So I know that a lot, a lot of us are are you know I, I'm always excited when other people are excited about building their PCs. And, 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 you know, every now and then people in the community hit me up and be like, Hey, you know, I'm thinking about doing this. And would you think about this kind of, this kind of build or, uh, what would be the best, uh, comp, uh, GPU to com- to com- combine, you know, a combination to do with this CPU. And I, I love getting questions like that. Not that I'm an expert, but it's just like, I like to kind of discuss it and see, you know, like I give my opinion and, I do a little bit of research on it myself. I, I'm always end up learning what what others are doing and what other people who have built their PCs already are doing. So it's just it's it's always great, man. Um, yeah, and I, I feel you on the on the forty eighty pricing, but I, I where where I was where I was with it, I was like, the way I always feel about these things is when those cards become available. You, you, like I never know. I don't know what the supply is going to be like. I don't know whether mm-hmm. or not they're going to be easily obtainable. I don't know whether or not they're going to be launched, and then it's going to be months before you can actually get a hold of one. And you don't know, right? With the market sliding around, you just don't know if it's going to shoot up to being above MSRP because you know you don't always necessarily know, depending on what kind of card you have or looking for. You don't always you don't always necessarily know whether or not the the previous half step iteration is going to get discounted. So it's all like You're a right. game. So a lot of times I just go, look, I, I I know what this card is right now. It's in my price bracket. Let me let me do that, and you know I'll, I'll worry about you know with the new card, you know when it comes out, and we see what happens. Yep. Mid grabs a couple super chats that we got. Uh, shout out to Octacon Ocelot. I think that's the I said that correctly with the two dollars super chat. Say what's up, bros, man. What's up, Octacon? Hope you're having a good one. We uh, also got a super chat from Enrique. $5 super chat says, happy holidays, DPS, Lomo. Where do I ship your case of Red Bull? Uh, Enrique, you don't need to ship it. Like my, when, when it comes to Red Bull, my nose, I'm like a bloodhound. You, I, you just leave it anywhere. I'll find it. I'll hunt it down. It's, it's Red Bull. I, 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 it's in my blood. It's in my, it's in my veins. I got it. No. <laughs> and then uh, shout out to Enrique for the $2 super chat says, PC greater than consoles. Big facts. You know, especially considering that oh, we get all the games, um, even games that are unreleased for. <laughs> no, I'm about to say something. No, let me let me not say that. That's that's. I'm not saying that's wrong. I ain't going. I'm not going to go there because uh, some of that stuff is just not right that people are doing with uh, with leaks. So we're just going. We're going to move on. We're going to move on to actually talking about our first topic. If you guys are ready for that, you guys are ready. Oh yeah. Yep. yep. All right. So, uh, first topic of the night, and uh, something I have to admit, hey, look, I was wrong. I was wrong about the finals. I had said that this, this, I said this game was going to be kind of mid. I, I said I, I, I played the beta, and I didn't like it. I didn't think it was good. I, I, I was uh, bored. I didn't care for the modes. I didn't care for the one map they gave us, and that's it. And I, I thought it was kind of, kind of. Oh, and also the uh, the the controller um, controls were pretty bad. Um, it was it was decent on on mouse and keyboard, but awful on controller. And I was just like, this game is going to be dead in the water. 
and they they put some work into it. And I heard other people talking about how good it got, and I was just just kind of rolling my eyes like, man, whatever. And finally, when they when they during the video game awards where they did their shadow launch, and so many people were playing it, it's out on every platform. And I said, well, you know what, you know what, let me go ahead and give it a shot. I'll I'll, I'll I installed it. But I didn't want to play it solo because I've already kind of played these games solo. And I didn't want to play this game solo where there's so much coordination and you need a lot of teamwork to win and be successful. And so when I finally got, you know, a friend of mine to come try it out with me, man, I'm having a good time with it. So I'm, I, it's, it's actually pretty good. They got more maps. They fixed the, the, uh, the controller settings. It's uh, it's a lot of fun. I'm I'm so having is, a good time. This is the gameplay that's up on the screen right now. Yep, yep. This and visually, this, I mean, visually but, this looks good to me. Um, it seems slow, like Valorant kind of slow. So oh no, it, no, no, it's it's, fa- it's faster paced than Valorant. Yeah. Now it, it is it is very strategic though. Like you need mm-hmm. to. Because, like, there's two modes, and there's, like, one's called Quick Cash, the other one's called Cash In. So, essentially, what it's all about is really uh, having, um, because the whole theme is, like, a game show theme. So, like, when you're playing, there's, like, an audience cheering and everything. You're on a team, and there's, like, an announcer that's all, like, oh, the, the, whatever your team name is, this team's doing awful, and, like, that kind of stuff, right? But... Gameplay wise, it's you, it's three teams. Like one mode has three teams of three, and then another mode has four teams of three. And the whole goal is to have more points than the other team and whatever. I, I think in the mode that we're in quick cash, you need to get a total of twenty k. Yeah, twenty k to win. And then the other one, you I think I think you have to have that's like teams of uh three like four teams of three you have to have like 45k but you can get more cash quicker in that mode than in this mode but it's uh it's um it's pretty good it but it's a game that in in my opinion you if you play this solo you're not going to have fun because are there there mm -hmm. ones in this game yeah but they're long yeah they're, they're, they're long respawns yeah um but I, the thing I, I think with it is that it's a game that if you don't have coordination, if you're not speaking with the, uh, your other teammates and you're not using strategy, you're you're not going to have fun with this game. It's 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 you're going to be really frustrated as people aren't doing what they should they should be doing. Typical multiplayer experience where you're 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 playing by yourself and no one else is speaking kind of deal so this is why i, I would recommend if you're going to play this game and, and you only need two other people really like it's 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 squads of three but and i've only i haven't played in a squad of three yet i've been playing with just one other friend so far but with just one other friend i'm having fun even though we may get a random that's like completely worthless and not giving us any kind of support whatsoever but it's it's a good time. It's a good time, and, and I think if uh, you're the kind of person that may like Battlefield game, like a game like ba- Battlefield, a first-person shooter with a lot of co- coordination, objectives, and roles, 
then you would like this. It's got it's got basically three different types of contestants. There's like the light build, which is what you see me using in the gameplay, the medium build and, and heavy. And they have their own weapons and skills and, and various different levels. It's like, like the light build is very fast, but has very little durability. The heavy is slower, but of course it can take a lot of damage, you know, like, and you in team composition is important and stuff like that. So I think, I think it's pretty cool. Um, you, you were about to say some logic. I, I kind of cut you this off is, there. This is at number seven of uh, concurrent players on the steam list. Yes, it's it is pretty popular right now. Yeah. Is it uh is it only do you know is it only available via Steam on PC or is it uh, I mean what like what systems is it on uh it, I think it's it only on? on I think it's only on Steam on PC, but it's also on Xbox and and PlayStation as well. So, so and and that and there's cross-play through all of that. Uh, yeah. yeah, you know why I asked that question because I like uh, I like I like knowing that we can go out and hunt some console players with their low frame <laughs> per second. Oh, I don't know what frame rates they they running on on the on the consoles, but like, look, I'm I'm getting like 165 to 130 and 165 frames per second uh, at, at 1440p uh, on this. My my only issue performance wise is for some reason in the main menu. My CPU temps are really high, and my my friend was saying the same thing. We both have very different builds, but both of our CPU temp, both high end builds, but but different different you know uh, um, CPU different coolers, and we're both like, yo, why is that CPU temps like in the seventies? Just sitting in the menu doing nothing, and and it's like that's a little bug that gotta get fixed. But other than that, it performs great. It's on Unreal Engine five. Shockingly, it, it performs great on Unreal Engine Five because you know Unreal Engine Five has not had a had a good run of things this year in 2023. But it's uh, it's pretty cool. I like it. Forte, I know you said you you had played it today, right? Mm-hmm. How did you like it? Did you play it solo? or Did you play it with someone else? I played solo. How was that experience? I like it. See, that's the thing, though. If you are a if you're a, like you just said, if you're a battlefield person, mm-hmm. then the experience of playing the game is just like it, it feels natural. Like the I think it moves I think it's slightly faster because it is I do think it's, oh, it's very fast. Eh? Yeah, well, it's, it's definitely okay, go ahead, go ahead. I mean, what I'm saying I think it's I think it's slower than what like you know something like Call of Duty, but I think it's faster than mm-hmm. what Battlefield is. Okay, but, yeah, I agree with that. But it but in general the the gun the gunplay feels very familiar. The the class system is something that Battlefield kind of started introducing um, with Battlefield um, 2042. They went back to the class. They went to the, you know, specialist system and stuff like that. Um, mm-hmm. So some people can take or leave that. It just really depends on, like, if you like the abilities or just, like, just normal class build out. But I like the destruction is ridiculous. Like, oh, yeah. The one thing that destruction missed, is crazy. I forgot to talk one, about that. No, listen, the one thing that I miss the most in Battlefield games is being able to take a whole building down. You really can't do that in Battlefield 2042, but in Battlefield like four, in Battlefield three, like the buildings can come down, like walls mm-hmm. and whole structures can come down in those games. 
and um i like the strategy of it in this game because like there was a particular time where uh so so like in this mode you you get like you pick up uh a um a package of money and then you gotta take it to one of four different uh drop-off points and then you gotta kind of like hold out after you drop it off at the drop-off point it takes like five minutes for it Mm -hmm. to upload or whatever and so you're defending that point against two other teams and a strategy i've seen people like one strategy we used one time where we won was we took all the fire grenades and we just kept throwing them on the uh the the uh the drop-off point because like the other players couldn't get to it so we're throwing fire grenades on it they can't stop it because if they the goal is to get to it and to steal it and it doesn't reset the timer. So you could actually steal it like five seconds before it finishes and you could take all the money, even though they may have for like four minutes and 50 seconds had the, had it the entire time. And it's little things like that. That's, that's, I think it's pretty cool. Um, but like we just threw fire all around it and could none of the other teams get near it. And we just started just killing them all. And then there was another time we saw like, like destructibility where they had like the, the drop off point was at this big platform that the other team had. And me and my friend just pulled out rocket launchers that the heavy class has. And we just started leveling the entire building. Like we just started mm-hmm. shooting from the bottom and blowing the floors up and it would drop the, uh, the drop off point lower all the way to the ground. And then we could steal it then. It was just, it was, it's, it's so much strategy that could be used with that destructibility that I, I really like about it. My bad. Go ahead. Continue, man. No, no, no. Yeah, I agree. And I think that's the cool thing about the the overall synergy of the of team play and just being able to like you really can't you can like you could try to fortify some uh, positions in that game. But with the game being a little bit faster than people are kind of used to when it comes to that type of game, when it comes to like Battlefield and stuff. And there's always a counter. Yeah, there's a counter. And then the ability just to bring down entire structures and stuff. It's um. It's really cool. The game looks really good. It's that was like the one big selling point on the game at first is that it was uh the way of the game looking, and then on top of that, just the overall uh destructibility, uh controller support. That was one thing that I was like with you at first. I didn't like what they had on the PC before. Now it's actually really really good compared to what it used to be. Did you get a chance to play it on console, or did you just play it just on PC? I've I've only played it on PC. I did both and it's kind okay. of a, it's similar on both. Um, of course, higher frame rate, higher resolution and everything on PC, you can see a little bit more mm-hmm. uh more clear and stuff. And but the thing is it what was weird to me, I was I preferred the regular FOV on console more than the slider on PC. I don't know why that is. I it just what, what, feels, what's what's the so you can't change the field of view on console? No, no, you can, you can, but I, I, okay. still, I forgot, I forgot to change it, and I was like, mm-hmm. and when I, when I, when I went back, I was like, yeah, I actually did better on here because you know, because I asked because the first thing I do on cons on PC is I always I just go straight to the FOV, I look, mm-hmm. I go, I instantly go to ninety just to see what ninety looks like, and then normally I'm somewhere between ninety five and hundred by the time I'm done with it. Um, but in this, like, I forgot to do it. It was like after the game, we were in like a heated match. I said, well, I'll change it after the game. And when I 
looked up. I was like, dang, I actually played really well. And I actually enjoyed, and I don't know what the, I, I didn't look to see exactly what I think it starts at. I think it starts at like 80 or something on the FOV. It just felt, I don't know, maybe because I don't know. I really can't say because also I played it on a bigger TV too. So that might have well, something to do with it. Right. I mean, because mm. on PC, you play on, on an ultra wide, right? Right. Yeah. And that's the, yeah, that's the difference. So it, it, it's definitely a bit of, it's a different experience but i mm -hmm. will say in that game i almost prefer four by uh you know 10 by 9 aspect ratio because it's so much going on in that game i don't know if i want the extra real estate to kind of take me out of it like the immersion is definitely there when you're playing in 21 by 9 but that that 10 by 9 it that might be more i'm glad you said that that might be more of what it was so uh hmm. yeah i actually think that's a better experience in that game well as of right now with the game just coming out yeah i have i try not to play anything below a 90 field of view and my max is like 105 i i 105 is like my sweet spot i don't i i don't want anything bigger than than than, than 105 field of view so but but yeah. that's just me everyone has their preferences my, my, my bad logic you about to say something no, 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 no. So, uh, is there a lot of third partying going on in the game? Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, because yeah, it's because yeah, because it, it's three different party. teams, minimum three different teams. So it's like you're definitely uh, a lot of times I'm like fighting someone, and then like a, the someone from the other team or the other team jumps in, and next thing I know, like all of us are dead. So you, you definitely have right. to. It's but it's but I, I think my only. My only criticism really um, with it being at this point is I think the cosmetics kind of suck. And um, and uh, I think I think the the respawn times are too long because they 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 will take a while. And, 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 and I understand why they do that. That's for strategy sake, because there are times where I would die. Uh, my friend died and then that random that we don't know and is not communicating with us is like still going like head up against three other people i'm like what are you doing bro like if you die at this point you're gonna reset the t our timer on the respawn because well, let's say i get down to one second i actually did this at one point too and 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 and, and my boy chewed me out because i i got a triple kill i killed the whole i wiped the whole squad and I and, and I'm just like, yeah, you know, that guy, you know, like and and my boy's like, yeah, I got one second. I didn't even hear him say he got one second left before he could come back. Apparently, the uh, before I killed the other team, they had put a mine right beside his trophy where I could respawn him. I went over just feeling myself and everything, not listening. I went over to his body and got killed. The other guy on our team was dead. Resp reset our our respawn timers for another fifteen seconds. I was like, "Oh man, I messed up." And it's just like, so what? I got a triple kill, like, it, but that whole entire team is gonna be back before my team. <laughs> so it's just like, what, what what did I gain? Nothing. So it's really about strategy, and you can get all the kills in the world you want. Like I, I think one match I had like first time I ever used the heavy. I got like 30 kills and only like five deaths. We still lost. So it's just like, yeah, get all get all the kills you want. But if you're not really like working well with your teammates and 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 you guys aren't 
communicating well and, and working as a team, it don't matter. You're going to lose. So it's it's really that kind of game. And if you're the kind of gamer that's like, yeah, I like playing multiplayer games, but I don't like communicating with people and I just want to play things solo and I just want to mind my own bit, like this, this probably won't be the game for you. So a lot of the yeah. trailer and the marketing that I'm seeing, this looks very familiar. And you know what it looks like to me? Is it looks a lot like what Miss Jade is working on. Oh, oh fair games? Fair games, yep. yeah. Have you seen Fair Games gameplay? Not or just you mean I'm just, just the, the, the teaser trailer? Okay. The, the marketing uh, and the setup. The stylized mm-hmm. marketing, yeah. Yeah, and the and the fact that it's a, it's essentially a heist game. Yeah, it's a heist game. And it's got more than one team. And it's it's multiplayer. Hey, you know, maybe, maybe that is maybe that is what it is. I, I think they're they're still kind of slated that for fair games to come out this year. So I would assume that we would see some game gameplay the next time they show it, and we will likely probably see it within the next few months or so. If they p- still plan on it coming out this year, like you know, they they delayed six of their games as a service games i'm not certain if that was one of them um before they did those delays when they did that showcase back in i think last may it was slated to come out next year so i i'm, I'm just going to assume until I, we hear it differently that's still the case but yeah i would love to see the gameplay for that because if if it's anything like this and the mechanics are solid the gunplay mechanics are solid yeah i'll play fair games Cause, cause this is this kind of like had me reevaluate how I I feel about certain multiplayer games. Cause it, it kind of surprised me when when you definitely have people that you can uh, play with that are are focused on the same page with you, of course. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's. I yeah. mean, fair games are supposed to be a competitive heist game. You know, the the little bits and tidbits that I've heard about it tells me that the setup sounds very similar to this one. So. Hmm. Yeah. Um. But yeah, we'll see. Yeah, and I think the the real the real thing that really will show up whether this game is going to be really something that people will be talking about like six months from now is how Embark, who is the developer, their former Battlefield devs, which you know, considering how this game has a lot of like commu- communication and teamwork, that would make a lot of sense. Um, how they handle the rollout of new content, how they support the game and keep it fresh for mm-hmm. for for people you know in the future because that we've seen multiplayer games like Multiverses, for example, that that you know clone of uh, was a clone of um, uh, uh, Smash Bros. Smash Brothers. Yeah. yeah, and we've seen how that game started out really well. And was the the game of the moment for a little while, and then a year later, it is it literally doesn't exist. Like they shut mm-hmm. it down within a year. And I and I think people have their mainstay multiplayer games like Fortnite, Apex Legends, Valorant, those games that are no matter what, they'll always go back to those games. And it's really difficult to steal players from those those particular communities and you have to once you get those players in your ecosystem you have to find a way to keep them there and you can only do that by always having 
fresh content for them to to get into. And I think so far, I mean, like they got a little Christmas event going. You know, like they give you they like you log in and they just give you a free Santa hat and, and a bu- bunch of other little small little things. So I, I think they notice that some of that stuff is necessary, but cosmetics are one thing. You gotta have modes that keep the gameplay fresh. You gotta have things that where people aren't getting bored by doing the same exact thing every single time. And that dynamically things are changing every time they load into a match and it feels fresh because that's what's was really important so i guess we'll have to see how this turns out six months from now right yeah we we talked about this a little bit when you know when we've gone back and kind of analyzed halo infinite right the 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 service catalog of stuff that you need to have these days is you got to have maps you got to have ltes limited time events and you got to have ltms limited time modes you know as well as like just your generic cosmetics which cosmetics you're now getting to the point where that's a commodity right everyone has those mm-hmm. what, what keeps people hype and engaged and keeps people coming back is the is the ltms the ltes and maps and, and you and you have to you you, you have to change the carousel of the maps as well right you got to change up the rotations um, you've got to apply them uniquely to LTMs and in, in, in LT and uh, LTEs. Um, you know, I mean, Call of Duty. I mean, you could feel whatever kind of way you feel about Call of Duty, but I mean, you know, shipment and rust. Um, you know, and uh, what are, what do they call it? Uh, like rustment, like intermixing those two maps, like the small scale CQB maps that keep. Yeah, yeah there's the a new meat. <laughs> meat is the new one. Paul, yeah. Yeah, big pause there, yeah, but, but meat, yeah, it's like like pe- people getting that meat all right when, in, in Call of Duty uh, in Modern Warfare Three, because uh, <laughs> it's a uh, it's it's that map now where everyone like uh, yeah, some people are just like yeah, I only want to play on that map, and other people are like, mm. <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, and, and like you said, right, the 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 true tale of the tape with these things is what I've generally been settling on is about six months. Like, please don't please don't overhype the game or say that this is the Apex Legends killer or, you know, just get way out of your, out of your lane and over your skis with describing these games until it's at the six month point they've hit, you know, their their first or second season and battle pass, and you've seen that you've seen the tilt and the edge and the change up, right, and gotten a feel for whether or not they're going to be able to keep people retained because because like you said, like. And, you know, I was talking about this, I think, on, on Brap or on a rant. These games are highly dependent upon, right, the or, or around the the gravity of, of the total volume of player base, right? New players coming in, they want to go where the most players are because that, in their mind, is what's popular. That's what, in their, in their mind, keeps the competition high, but also creates a, a, a wide enough variance of competition so that you're not going to go somewhere right and get and get cheek clapped like every single night right they're they're looking for things that are not eve online where you're going to go and you're going to get seal clubbed right as as soon as you come out on the field and so you know people come out and they look at they look at fortnite they look at apex legends they look at call of duty and, and if you're and if you're outside of those bounds right you're in the risk zone for your game not surviving right not not being mm-hmm. able to generate enough gas and heat and fire to keep the thing going so yeah i, I feel you i'm just like you know six six months down the road or so you know, we'll, we'll see how this lands. The, the thing that I haven't quite put my finger on is I say that it's six months when you can have a feel for whether or not the thing is going to be successful or not. But what I feel like is there's some point in time that's like a horizon point right from day zero and before that six month time, let's call, let's call it the two month time frame or the three, like that is the point where you like have to hit your stride. 
you know you don't mm. see how the, the results are going to be until six months that's when you know the rest of us can kind of tell but but there's a certain point right where you're on that upward glide path that you hit some type of inflection point that you know if you're it, you know if you miss that window you know you're you're not going to be around right at six months you're gonna you're gonna be on your way out um, but I haven't quite got my handle on you know what 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 that is or what that time frame is that these games need to hit in order to keep things going yeah yeah i i definitely agree with that i and and I, one more question i have before we can move on to the next topic is if if i wonder i wonder how long like it can can games where like this game where you need a high level of of what's the word i'm looking for you need a high level of of coordination with with other players and communication how well can these games really survive because i, I kind of feel like games like fortnite provide modes where you can play solo like i i, I played fortnite a little bit earlier today got a solo win i don't need to play in, in a squad although i can solo queue into a squad and play with a squad if i want to that isn't an option in this game so if you don't have friends to play with and typically the experience of multiplayer games when you play solo and they, there's a high degree of, of 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 that kind of coordination that you, you typically don't have a great experience or you don't feel like it's a great experience how long can these games really last if it's not fun to play solo Forte, I, I think this is probably a, a good question for you, Forte, because I feel like you tend to play Battlefield solo. I play and that, every day solo. <laughs> I play every day So What are you about to say? You said that game what? Well, I mean, I, I guess maybe this isn't... Well, I was wondering if this would be a kind of question for you because you play a game that's similar to this solo, but you have fun playing solo. And I think I think what it kind of comes down to, I think what it's really about is if you don't have fun playing a game solo, or if when you have these kind of games that need this level of coordination, you are almost reliant upon your friend group still playing the game. So if one of them decides, hey, you know, hey, look, I was having fun, but the new season for X game just came out. I'm going back to that or Final Fantasy seven rebirths about to drop. I'm about to play that for a month and you lose that player. Now the level of fun that you were having with that game has been impacted. Can you survive by yourself until more friends come join you or whether you're just done, done like you're, you may just be done with the game period. So I'll give you I'll give you two contrasts to it because I I particularly like playing solo because you know with the with scheduling and stuff you know unless my it, I know I know I can catch certain people online but I like to play like sometimes I play like early in the day throughout the day and I'll just jump on and play but I'll give you a, the battlefield side and I'll also give you the destiny side the destiny side is that game I could always play by myself because there's a lot of things in the game you need other people or you would want to do with other people 
but I wouldn't do like PV. I couldn't do PVE activities in that game by myself. I tried doing it by myself. I actually mm -hmm. soloed a couple of things by myself in that game, but the experience just wasn't as fun for me because it's like outside of just learning the mechanics and stuff, there's really no changing ebb and flow to the game. It's like the same mechanics. And once you master them, you're, you're good. You're done with it. But when it comes to PVP, I can play PVP all day by myself. I would go like the reason I stopped, like the reason I literally stopped playing destiny is because I got to a point where the PVC, the PVP got so dry to me that mm -hmm. I didn't want to log into it. And once I didn't want to log into PVP, it took the one thing that I a hundred percent could just jump into destiny and play with nobody else there and have fun in the game. So I got to a point where I was like, yo, I don't even want to play Destiny because I don't want to play PvP. The people that I play, you know, PvE with aren't on the time sometimes when I want to play. So I started kind of falling off the game and little by little, I just stopped playing it. And that's kind of where I am now compared to Battlefield. I can I can jump into a game with Battlefield anytime I want to like earlier today i dropped my daughter off at school came home played like two hours of battlefield went to sleep woke up took, got picked my daughter up from school jumped in played another hour and a half of battlefield and it's like very it's like seamless to me it's like i don't care and i think the biggest thing a lot of people got to realize too i'm one of those people i'm very competitive i talk a lot of junk in, in games when especially after i get the hang of them again I can if you are if you are all about winning in games playing by yourself sucks I don't mind playing by myself and losing a game as long as I do good myself okay as Kobe as I as long as I <laughs> listen, listen no seriously as long as I know I did everything I possibly could do myself by playing the objective getting my kills, helping my team do the things that I supposed to do in the game. And if we lose, I'm fine. I'm like, okay, our team just sucked. And I just, I, I'm good with that because I know I'm playing by myself, but it's a completely different, different animal if I'm playing with other people. If I play with other people, I'm like, yo, what the hell? How are we losing to these bums? We shouldn't be losing it. But you know, you hear me talk about it in Call of Duty and in, in, in uh, Halo and stuff. When we lose mm -hmm. the bums in Halo, I'm like, why are we losing to these bums? But then when I play by myself, I have a, a, a completely different output. It's like, okay, I'm playing by myself. I'm playing in the team type atmosphere of a game. So I kind of understand that. So as long as you are willing to like kind of understand that aspect of it, I don't think there's a problem with playing by yourself. And I think the finals kind of lends to that. But the biggest thing is it depends on the post launch support of the game. Like if they completely and keep adding things to the game that people want, and they flesh it out a little bit more, I think it might get to a point where that's the type of game that you kind of have to have a team to play in because I don't care what you say, if you can't grasp it and you die a lot, like how Fortnite used to be before they added in, um, before they added like solo queue and stuff in, because mm -hmm. uh, people didn't like playing Fortnite when it was just team. And he's like, oh, well, if, if I ain't got a team, I'm not playing Fortnite. Then they finally added solo queue, then they added duel. And once they started doing that, it got more people into the game. So that's the type of thing I think they definitely do need to do. But um, yeah, I just think it's a mentality. If, as long as you don't care about losing, then playing by yourself is cool. But um, you got to at least enjoy the game and love the overall um, 
experience of it to be able to deal with team play in a solo play environment I mean, I think, yeah i think, I, I think idle ahead. time has a lot to do with it too like a, a big metric for me that like there's always a clock running in my head of like yeah. this is why and i get it I'm, it's not shade at battlefield it's just how it fits with me one of the things that, that is hard for me with battlefield is i don't i don't like when you get killed how long it takes you how, how long it takes you to get back to the fight um be, i've said that like, before okay, yeah yeah, like that's that's gameplay time to me, you know, whereas, you know, with Call of Duty and again, you can feel however you feel about Call of Duty, uh, Call of Duty, that time is is relatively quick right now. I, I I don't necessarily like particularly Modern Warfare 3. I don't like like I don't feel like all maps based on their size are like suitable for like, say, free for all. Like it's like they're they're throwing us onto some very large maps for free for all. And I'm like, this is not doing it for me. But i think overall like in the in the market right because because we're talking about how these games kind of sit and fit with players and your question for slow-mo was like how you know how does your market like how do you play in the market when you can't retain a player base that's oriented around teams and and one i don't know the answer to that question but i think but the thing i wanted to point out is the people who seem to have figured it out and i don't know why or how is overwatch you know number one mm -hmm. but but then to a lot of the riot games right because like oh yeah and a, and a lot of it i see like 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 the perfect formula for games like that and again i don't I, I i try not to give too much credit to live streamers but i will say where i have seen like teams of people that like stick with a game is when one or two of them are live streamers because that's what seems to help cohesively keep people on a game playing for like six months or a year you know at a time mm. as a squad um overwatch you know the only the only people that i ever fell in with, with that played consistently were people who you know one or two of them like also live streamed um but yeah i don't overwatch has definitely figured something out those riot games have figured something out and i don't entirely know what it is but that that i feel is like whatever it is that they're doing right that's the formula these games need to figure out um when they mm -hmm. have a, high, a heavily team-oriented and team-based uh, mechanic that relies on keeping people together yeah i definitely yeah. agree with you about that when it comes to riot games if you look at like league of legends and valorant like they they dropped valorant what like in 2020 now now think about the uh, let me let me bring up uh sony with with factions too sony was trying to develop factions too and they would have loved to have had the kind of success that riot games has had with valorant on one platform games down consoles none of the games are actually on consoles at all and that game is valorant's gotta be top five uh every single month when it comes to monthly active users and 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 getting that kind of uh uh consistent high number of players on on their on their platform and playing that game compared to like so many other other developers out there that try to do what they do and fail and i don't get it either because valorant is definitely a, a game that requires coordination like you can't just be out you know running around like a chicken with your head cut off and think you're going to be super successful that's just not how how the game is designed it's like it's like Counter-Strike combined with Overwatch. Right. And but it works. And and it's just yeah, yeah, Riot Games has got the formula. Like they they definitely do. Like when they stop when they take consoles seriously, people gonna need to watch out. 
<laughs> if you, cause I, you, they, I think they will take a lot of players from from other games on consoles when they do finally do that. I will say, going back to what um, what uh, Logic said about you know the time like with Battlefield, I agree with that hundred percent. I think the only reason it doesn't bother me is because I enjoy the I enjoy the process in the game of seeing if my teammates are going to pick me up in the game. It irritates me to all hell when I'm watching all these people running around on the map and I'm literally not even 10 feet away from them and they're so preoccupied in their in their own little bubble that they don't pick up me pick me up and I'm right next to them. But hey, look, have, I'm, I'm going to tell you something real, real quick. I feel you on that. But for some reason, when I play Rogue Company, I don't pick nobody up. Yeah, but see, that's the thing, though. I, I'm this, too I busy murdering people. I just, see, yeah. Okay, so so this is the thing. I posted it on Twitter. I think it's like two weeks ago. But it's the thing. I I won't sacrifice my own life to pick somebody up. I'm not gonna like run if I see you in the middle of the door and there's a whole bunch of gunfire coming through it, and I gotta expose myself to pick you up. I'm not gonna do mm-hmm. that unless I know I'm safe. But it, but if I'm like around the corner and you're like engaging a person in front of me and I'm literally behind you, pick me up. I mean, or people pick you up when you're like taking a flag and you're on the other side of the base and the rest of the team is fighting on one side and you like kind of flank them. And then one person has a chance to pick you up, but he doesn't pick you up before he engages the enemy. I'm sitting there like, bro, pick me up. Two people are better than one. But so those are the things I, that I like. I agree I, with you. I was to say I like that dynamic about it. So that's kind of the chess game that I'm playing with myself. Like, do I respond? Do I revive myself? Or do I give my teammates a chance to pick me up? Because I know myself when I'm playing, I'm always looking like after I kill anytime I'm reloading my gun in that game, I always do a 360 around me to see if I need to pick somebody up that's safe. Every time I could, that's like, that's like my little routine. If you ever look at my gameplay, I always spin around and a complete circle as I'm reloading, like, okay, do I need to pick somebody up? Because guess what? The name of the game is Battlefield. How are you supporting your teammates? The best way to get points in the game and level up is by picking up people, giving ammo to people, doing things like this. So I'm trying to do everything in the game. So that's why I keep myself at the top of the scoreboard. Uh, So it's always about the score in the game for me. That's how you get right. at the top. You, you don't you, have to gonna, have as many kids. You're going you to hate what I'm about to say. Okay. I know I'm going to hate what you're going to say because you're one of those, those gun ho people that just want to get 150 kills and two and, and, and two pickups. <laughs> I already know who you are. Look, compared, look, to look, me, compared to look, me, I'll have look. 90 kills and, and, and 29 and, people I picked up. And, and row company and row company I, I i i sometimes i i will main uh the uh player saint who's a healer he's a medic i oh. won't even i won't even select a in the beginning i won't even select the primary weapon because i'll use the initial money that they give you to select uh, a, a perk that allows me to revive people faster i when i go when i choose a role i go in I go all right. in, and when I when I when I play a saint, uh, I most of the time I'm winning because I, I get like a dozen revives in that match, and then I'll finally, after I've accumulated all this money um, through through killing people with just the pistol and and reviving people and whatnot, that 
I I'll go get a primary weapon halfway through the match and get my kills then. But like right. when I play a role, I'm doing that role. And and when my role is to murder people, I go all in. But okay, so like my role is murder people. <laughs> no, 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 no. Every role you play this, in the game, if you have a gun, your role is to kill people unless you. Hey, they give you a gun by default. <laughs> they give you a gun by default. You got no choice, okay? If your role is a medic, pick me up and let me murder them or he- keep healing me as I'm murdering them like an Overwatch. Like, heal me, keep keep your heals on me while I'm out here styling on them. When you're not healing me, I got a problem. Yeah, I bet you. And it's like these movement kitties who... uh on Call of Duty, you you play uh, oh domination God. or, or the or, bunnies. <laughs> you play domination or uh, or hardpoint, and these these mofo's don't need, don't play the objective at all. <laughs> no, not at all. No, <laughs> but that, that, this is also why I stick to modes like TDM and Kill Confirm because and Call of Duty because the objective mode. I guess I get frustrated when this is it's an objective based mode and I'm the only one doing the objective. And well, and that typically happens when I'm not playing with a full squad and so I get frustrated that I'm the only one doing it and everyone else is just doing whatever. And yeah. and yeah, I don't like that. I don't like that it, at all. It be, it be like that a lot of nights, but like the worst, like the, night, the nights I get frustrated and like have to take my headset off and like back away from the PC for a little bit. Because <laughs> when I play Kill Confirm and I literally see dudes running by the tags, that I'm yes. like, I'm like, dude, it's. Yeah. It's, come on now. It, it's a KD oriented game. Even it's Kill Confirm, but it's still about getting your kills. But you're yeah. so in. You're. I, I, you're so much trying to dog the team out. You're not even picking up the tags. I'm like, you can't even be bothered. I'm like, that's some lazy shit. That's some I was lazy like, Taz like the other day. Yeah, Taz, I was just about to say bad. it. He said, y'all gonna feel bad, bro. This dude has 17 kills and zero tags. Yeah, he he was like, he was like, slow-mo, you about to be real mad at me. The match is almost over. I'm like, we winning. What we talking about? We Why, why am I about to be mad? And and the match was over, and then I looked at the the, the score scoreboard. That was like zero confirms. Are you serious right now? He just started laughing because he because I'm just like I can't believe you right now. But yeah, I, I that that does irk me, and I know that we kind of been on this topic for a minute. Like we can move on to uh, our yeah. next topic, which. I think it's uh it's pretty relevant when it comes to pe- why people buy certain platforms and and for certain games that they kind of feel are are synonymous with certain platforms and I think one of those is Persona the the Persona series with PlayStation um Persona 4 4 Golden Persona 5 and 5 Royal all launched on playstation first they were exclusive games to playstation that uh atlas the developer and sega the publisher for whatever reason just kind of felt like playstation was the platform form and we never really understood why before they always just went with, with playstation but it's been for a few years i've seen them kind of speak about how they were just kind of realizing that the PC community really liked 
Persona games. And when they launched mm-hmm. Persona 4 Golden, it sold really well for a game that was extremely old. And we know, we, we've seen since, since earlier this year, I think it was the Xbox Summer Showcase, where they revealed that one of their new IPs, and it's got a weird name, I keep forgetting the name of it, but one of their new IPs, and Persona 5 Tactica, and the the remaster of Persona 3, which is going to be Persona 3 Reload, are all being marketed by Xbox and launching in Game Pass. And so the it's, it's kind of pretty common sense at this point when you see how Sega and Atlas have been moving with the Persona franchise for the past two years, that they are close to revealing Persona 6 for the first time, likely will be shown, revealed for the first time sometime in 2024. And it's likely going to be multi-platform based upon some slides that are out there where they were showing their older model of release on one platform, then eventually release on other platforms. And then they got this other their current model, which is just, it's, it's releases on everything. Um, so I, I, I guess, uh, I'm not certain, Forte, if you've ever played Persona or not, but what are your thoughts about Persona 6 likely being a multi-platform game on all platforms at large? I think it's great. It's once again, um, it's once again, the times are, it's understanding the demographic and the times have kind of changed a lot when it comes to that. I think the fact that these, the fact that PC has become so much more prevalent, um, you know, going past 2020, 2019 and stuff like that, easier to uh, be on PC. PCs pretty much, consoles pretty much being many PCs now ever since we switched over to x86 architecture. I think that kind of basically helped with uh, the adoption of a lot of these games that normally would just be console only. I also think the fact that they already um, pretty much tapped out their console market i think when it comes to like the saturation of it because mm-hmm. nintendo switch already nintendo switch is a place that persona games come out on nintendo i mean not t- nintendo uh playstation was already getting them xbox just started getting a, a huge wave of them over the course of last generation and really ramping up this generation with a lot of stuff coming to game pass especially with like persona um three port uh yeah persona three and stuff so i think it's like uh a myriad of different things that's kind of impacting uh that decision but the fact that play think about it the fact that playstation themselves one of their major partners now are putting their games on pc so if playstation if they if playstation feels like they can do it with their first party games why can't persona or why can't sega with atlas you know do the same thing so i think it was just kind of the fact that times are changing and then your major partner that you usually put those games on when it comes to the mature standpoint at least they're doing it with their first party now they may not be doing it day in day but they're doing it and that shows that there is a crossover on pc even if it's small and minute compared to their console base it's still revenue that they want to go after gotcha yeah uh logic what are your thoughts about this i mean to me it's I mean, there's a lot of commentary out there that it's about, you know, business relationships and like, you know, the the comment that, you know, Atlas seems to have a strong relationship with Xbox because it's, you know, recently like, you know, 
flooded its entire catalog of Persona games onto the platform through Game Pass. Mm-hmm. I don't mm-hmm. I don't think that a single iteration of one deal um, through a subscription service is indicated to a, of a strong relationship. Um, mm-hmm. You know, in comparison to right Atlas releasing those games initially as exclusives on PlayStation for 27 years. Um, I don't think those things are really comparable. So I don't agree so much that there's a lot of tea leaves to be read from, you know, deals. What I will say is, you know, the the thing that I immediately started looking at was what's the employee base of Atlas and have they been ramping up? Um, because if you're going to go multi-console, multi-platform, that, that's a significantly larger development team, right, that you need in order to release those games concurrently. Um, it does look like they have been increasing um, their size. Um, so not a ton of growth in the last couple of years. They've only added what looks like maybe 16 more employees from 2019. Um, I'm sorry, I said two years. Uh, for Over the last four years. Um, mm-hmm. From 2019 to... Uh, actually, that was over, that was over a, a three-year span. So... From 2019 to about 2021, I guess that's why I said it. They they added 16 more employees, um, but but overall, since they were acquired by Sega in 2013, um, and then kind of split off as their own business unit in 2014, um, they have been growing at a pretty steady pace. Um, so when was Persona 5 released? Uh, it was like tw- 2016, I think. Uh, it was it was released on. PS3 and PS PS4, I think. I, I'll have to double check it, but I, I do feel like it was it, it was a little while ago. Like it, yeah, so um, it's like 2016. So, so to yeah. me, that's 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 the big indicator that I would look at is how much larger has the team grown since the last time? Yeah, they did. it was yeah, it was it was September 2016. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's what I'd be looking at. Is how much how much larger has the team grown? Um, since and, and it's it's not insignificant. I actually actually now I see the chart. So so at the time they released Persona Five, uh, they were somewhere between 120 and 210 employees. Um, so so let's 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 just call it 165 employees. So they've essentially almost doubled the size of their employee base um, since they released uh, Persona Five to today. Mm-hmm. So that seems to me to be an indicator that that they could be very well. I'm heading for a multi-platform release. You don't you don't double the size of a development team just to do the same size of project, right? That you did last right, time, right? Yeah, the, the same scope scope of of game, the same game right. design that you've always done. I do wonder if, because uh, you know they've done a lot of kind of like spinoff kind of games. They've got like the dance games that are themed around Persona. They've got a fighting game, I think. They've got Tactica. Which is a uh, XCOM style of uh, tactics game that I love, and I, I I actually played it for the first time last night uh, while I was uh, um, waiting for people at my job to get get their head out of their butts. But you know, <laughs> that's neither here nor there. Um, and but I, I I think it's a it's pretty good, you know, as a tactics game. Not the best, but you know, if you what was something that you you would always kind of notice with these Persona games is that it's very story driven and the story's pretty good. So and, and and a lot of people really enjoy the characters. So um, it's a uh, I I liked it, um, but I wonder if they are outsourcing these very different style of games. Like for example, Persona Five Strikers has a completely different kind of combat to it. And it it's very, I think, very polarizing. Some people hated it. Some people 
liked it or no loved it I, I i don't think there's anyone that was like in the middle everyone was just like i, I can't stand the combat in this game but the story is so good that i want to keep playing it and i i but I, I i wonder if atlas is just doing the story and then kind of working with other teams that are good at making those style of games that are different than the turn-based rpg traditional turn-based rpg they do with the 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 mainline persona games and and that's how they're getting all this content out because literally like since since persona 5 came out there has been persona 5 persona 5 royal there's been that dance game there's tactica it's just, and that, and then they did a remaster for Reload, and it's just, mm-hmm. in addition to all the ports that have gone to PC and Xbox and Switch, that's a lot of work. And yeah, doubling your studio will, will help you kind of reach those goals and hit those milestones in a timely manner and get the games out on time. But when you're learning how to do completely different kind of kind of games completely, I kind of feel like you definitely had to outsource that to someone else. I want to look it up, but I just uh, I don't want to do you do that while I'm hosting the show at the moment. But you know, just just a thought there. Just a um, thought. Yeah, uh, are you guys going to check um, any of these games out? Have you have either of you played Tactica yet? Not yet. I haven't played Tactica. I, I mean, I've I've gone back and dabbled. I, so I'm not I am not a JP JRPG fan. That's kind of one of my nopes i will say I, i'm it's not maybe quite a full-on nope um right now so i've only just i've gone back and dabbled uh with the games in game pass i think i went back and played like what was what was the psp version of the persona 3 persona was that persona 3 portable yeah persona 3 portal yeah so i played yeah. a little bit of persona 3 portable actually a, a decent chunk of persona 3 portable and then i think checked out uh one, are, one you, gonna, ones are you gonna play that. reload um reload is like a month or two away now i think it's i think it's like in february early february i think yeah man i'm, I'm, I'm about to add finals to my uh, pvp rotation so I don't, I don't know that i'm gonna have time for anything else okay <laughs> if you're playing the finals you know you know what to do man no uh yeah no i mean i just the jrpgs just aren't kind of in like my primary windshield of, of stuff that i go after to play i got you uh forte are you gonna play it though uh, mm, I gotta get through other Persona games first. Oh, well, look, that's a no because these games are long, okay? Yeah, like <laughs> Persona 5. Now, Royal, I think, takes a little bit, they, they kind of refined it with Royal. If you're gonna play it, I would say play Persona 5 Royal because it has more that's characters. The I, that's the one I started playing, yeah, yeah. But so, regular Persona 5, the, the palaces, aka the dungeons, aren't as good. Um, Mementos is trash, and they fixed they made they made that better, and then they also added more characters and a little bit more to the story, and it's just it's 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 better. It, Royal is just better in every way, although it's not like a drastic improvement, but it's it's a lot of the little things they did made made it worthwhile. I'm I've been slowly playing Royal on on uh through uh it was initially through xbox game pass while it was still there and then when it left game pass i went and uh um it was a, it was on discount so i just bought it on discount 
um, so that I can, nice. I can finish it up. Um, but I, I own that on through Xbox, the Xbox platform. I can still play it on PC. Um, um, it's just through the Xbox app. And I have Persona 4 Golden on Steam. So I really like, I really enjoy those games. I, even though I haven't finished Royal, I did beat Persona 5, uh, the regular Persona 5 on PlayStation 4 twice. Um, and it, I had to do it twice because I was trying to get my, my, uh, your, your, your confidant levels really high and it's like almost impossible to do that on your first run in regular persona anyway so um i'm looking forward to six i i, I want to see, see what the the new characters are going to be like uh i i, I like how i like turn-based turn-based rpgs i've always had ever since back in the day with you know final fantasy games back in the day i've always been into them so I'm 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 interested in seeing you know how how it how it uh how it looks on my 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 PC and uh, mm-hmm. I don't have to I don't have to play it on that 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 those consoles but any anywho anywho anything else that you guys wanted to say before we move on? You are something, bro. What? Just talking about stop belittling people that play on console, man. I am not. People can play wherever they want to play. All I'm saying is that I'm glad I don't have to play the next one on on a on a little box. That's all. Anyway, oh my anyway, God, on a little box. Look, if you we ride got a some... moped, you should you should be confident in what you ride and not worry about the people well, riding motorcycles. <laughs> you ride them, <laughs> but 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 listen that that. <laughs> at least that moped is street legal though <laughs> <laughs> it's at least it's street legal it may not go as fast as your it may not go as fast as your cbr 1100 or 1400 but it, it, it does go it goes over t- 25 miles an hour hey, you know and some people are out there riding vespas right they're riding the high-end moped you know so they can they should have respect for themselves for that right 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 yeah exactly yeah all right it's, it's cool so so moving on moving on we 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 got some changes at activision blizzard as well as just some organizational changes under the entire xbox leadership uh in general and so bobby kodak the ceo of activision blizzard king is as as we knew is we knew this before the deal was completed that he wasn't going to be staying because he's clearly kind of part of the reason why they needed to sell the company in the first place and um i'm fairly certain the majority of developers that work there did not want to stay under a guy that has done some of the things that he's alleged to have done that said um he announced once the deal was was well somewhat completed it's it's they closed the deal it's not you know still not the, the court stuff yet but he announced he was leaving at the end of the year. And then this week we found out that his last day would be December 29th. And uh, I, I think it was somewhat of a surprise. They didn't actually put someone in a new role for Bobby Kodak, but instead kept the ABK leadership as is. Um, some other people are leaving a part of the board, uh, like... Uh, What's her name? Lulu Chang, I believe. Lulu yeah, who's the COO? Who who clearly to my to to my eyes, I knew from the very start 
this woman was trying to get the bag. She, all she cared about was getting that money and cashing out. She was she was she was fighting a good fight in social media. Good for her. Good for her. get your money. Get your money, little lady. Let me set the stage on this. So, and, and, and she's the, and I couldn't I couldn't catch it for you with what you said her role, but she's she's the CCO, so she's the chief communications officer. So oh, okay. Head of PR, but 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 literally, the, what we've seen play out is Bobby Kotick is the white Lucius Lion. Yes, sir. Right. <laughs> Lou, Lou, I can't, I yeah. can't remember. I can't remember what Lucius's younger wife his was. Wife, his younger wife. His younger <laughs> wife. That's Lucius. Like Pookie or something like that. Yeah. A Kiki. <laughs> but whatever her name. Whatever her, what, her name what, was. Yeah. Cookie used to call her something. But yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But uh, Cookie, I forgot what Cookie used to call her. Yeah. <laughs> right. But Lulu, Lulu, Lulu is is Lucius's lion's younger. Wife. That's, that's the role. <laughs> yeah. That's the role she's with. She's she's just about the bag. She wants to get her part that's due to her. That, that's mm-hmm. what it was all about. Absolutely. And she, and she played her role she, to perfection. Sure she she got and she is up out of here as far as as of January and something a little di- else a little different. Well, I, I guess there's a little bit of a discussion we can have about this. Matt Booty will be overseeing the existing leadership of Activision Blizzard after he was already put in a very similar role as overseeing the the leadership of Zenimax Media, the previous publisher that they acquired and so now now that booty is is basically the the head of all of software for for microsoft gaming it seems if you think about uh, his old role was was head of xbox game studios uh alan hartman now has that role so there's someone else that's managing the 15 plus studios that are xbox game studios that's like ninja theory obsidian 343 that's all of them and then he's got he's got zenimax someone reporting to him from zenimax and he's got all the AB, abk leadership people now reporting to him in my eyes i feel like matt booty has like this is a classic case of fall failing upward like, cause I don't think he's done anything to justify this level of a promotion, but here he is. Whoa, whoa! I'm here. Is, is who? Where's the feedback coming from? I don't know. I hear it too, though. Yeah, Forte. I think that's you. Okay, he might so, be trying to fix it. Whoa! So Matt, 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 Matt Booty is Andre Lyon. He's who? He's Andre Line. He's the older brother who has no talent. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, no talent in the family, but yet he still keeps getting the bag. He still keeps getting this, promoted. This, he still keeps getting put in charge of stuff. These empire comparisons are killing me. That that's a good one though. That's a good one. Yeah, like he's the old, the older, the older brother that just feels like because he was born first, he's he has to you know get everything. <laughs> but yeah, I. Every time he's questioned on like what what is his value and what he's he he always points back to like his his education his past experience he doesn't really have any talent but right. but he's got that piece of paper that Matt Booty's always leaning on uh you know because where did he come out he came out of did he come out of Midway oh no Midway? Matt Booty came wait he may have worked for Midway but I I know his last role before he became head of Xbox Game Studios was he was running Mojang Mojang uh, in Minecraft. 
That's what he was yeah. doing before he got tapped to to take over Phil's job of first party. Yeah, it was. Uh, I can't remember where I saw, it, but as, but it was. I was looking at what what I don't know what what I've when I've called him his performance into question. What people have always pointed back to is like what his past experience was before he came to Microsoft. And I want to say I thought I saw that that, that came from Midway or, or or some other or some other company. And, and somebody. The question is, is somebody going to try to assassinate Matt Booty after he leaves the war show? <laughs> what? <laughs> why is this a question? Oh, oh, never mind. I know why. <laughs> Y'all are killing me. Hey, Y'all are killing me today. Is somebody going to try and push Rhonda down the steps? I've missed that show. Oh man, yeah, yeah, y'all are too much. It, watch Empire. If you don't get any of these references, watch Watch Empire with Terrence Howard and uh, uh, what is what is um, what is the the actress's I name? I don't know her name. Uh, Taraji P Henson. Yeah, Taraji. Yes, P. thank you, Taraji Pen. Taraji P Henson. Oh, and uh, <laughs> uh, the guy that uh, um, he's the downfall of what's the name because he, he we what's, 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 the, what's the guy's name? Um, yeah, his his sister is. A, is is uh, act yeah, yeah Jesse, Jesse Smollett, Smollett. or is. as as uh what does Dave Chappelle call him? <laughs> <laughs> well, I forgot what Dave Chappelle that, called. That, that, that man had a that man had a hard time after that show. Oh man, we we, we have gone see? far off the beaten path. Let, 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 let's we're gonna, we're gonna bring him back. We're gonna bring him back. Oh. We're gonna we're gonna, we're gonna we're gonna bring and Jonathan Majors gonna be hanging out. <laughs> Good God. <laughs> Hey man, well listen, well listen, man. At least John's the major. Well, Juicy, that's it. Juicy, Juicy. Smollett. <laughs> that's his name. Okay, I don't, I don't know who in Xbox leadership is Juicy Smollett. I don't, I don't know who who we would call call that person. Um, but uh, anyway, probably somebody from three four three. Anyway, um, they get back to what we're talking about. These organizational changes. Uh, I, I initially I was a little. Uh, I'm I'm still kind of not necessarily perturbed with Matt Booty being promoted like this. I mean, we see it all the time. I mean, like somehow, mm-hmm. like Phil Harrison keeps getting you know positions to destroy platforms, but people keep hiring him. I don't. He must be a nice guy or something. So I when he got hired for Stadium, we all said, "Well, he gonna destroy." It's him. over. It's over. <laughs> He's a grim reaper. Like you just hired the the person to kill your platform, and and it's dead. But no, um. But I I I was initially really kind of like wondering because I I remember talk from Xbox leadership that Matt Booty when they, when they acquired Zenimax Media initially and people was like oh is Matt Booty gonna run this and the talk from them was well he's got a lot on this plate as is so no he's not gonna run it but now he is he is in charge of of all of them but them promoting Alan Hartman, who I don't know this guy's experience whatsoever, but them promoting him to Matt Booty's role relieves him of having to, uh, you know, manage the the studios and make sure they're still hitting milestones and keeping on target for for release dates and managing the content, approving of of games that will be developed and whatnot. And I all I can say is I hope Alan is better at that than matt has been because i haven't been fully very impressed with with matt booty's uh resume when it comes to that 
and clearly, I don't know what they they've been cooking that they haven't shown. We know we there's a lot of stuff that's been announced, a lot of stuff that. But I think mm-hmm. with Matt's uh, Xbox Game Studios, there've been a lot of games that have had some very interesting development um, um, things pop up, and as well as games that have been announced for year, years ago that we don't have any kind of updates on. So I'm just like, what are y'all doing? <laughs> like, it's the same thing I've, I've said about like PlayStation first party. Like, what are y'all doing? Cause I don't see nothing. I don't know nothing. You're not talking about nothing outside of insomniac. Like, mm-hmm. what are you doing? And I kind of feel like that about that leg of the Xbox, uh, the Xbox content in software, if it wasn't for Zenimax Media, good grief, what would they have provided over the past two years? That's true. Very true. So, anyway, I'm, I'm done rambling. What, Logic, what are your thoughts about these organizational changes and and the content from Xbox going forward? So, I I, I mean, I, I feel the same way. Um, you know, I don't, I mean, I, you know, I think you guys have heard me, you know, make the analogy to NFL football coaches. Like, you know, I don't, I don't understand. I don't know why Pete Carroll kept getting hired. I don't know why. Oh yeah. Crawford, kept getting hired. You know, you, you know, you, you had Belichick was the one, you know, who, who kept getting rehired, who finally, you know, stuck the landing and went on to, to build a dynasty. But you know, well, I don't, I don't, Pete Carroll, Pete Carroll stayed at Seattle the entire time. I, you know, we said, Pete, I was thinking about North Turner. I don't know why North Turner kept getting hired, but but my bad. Football analogy. Go ahead, go ahead, yes. you man. <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't. I'm with you. I don't understand why Matt Booty keeps like. I mean, having what what to me seems to be, you know, business failure after business failure after business failure, um, and then but yet keeps getting handed more and more keys to the kingdom. Um, you, you know that I mean that that seems to not have been a formula that has yielded success. So, um, but in all of this, right, my, my biggest problem, and so I'm, I'm very happy, you know, where Sarah Bond has wound up. Um, oh, yeah. And I think you guys heard me talk about, you know, when, when, we were, when we've been on BRAP and people have asked, you know, what, you know, where we thought, you know, people should wind up. I, I mean, I, Johanna Fairs is at the top of my list for a person who should have come out of this um, kind of, you know, with a, with a position of prestige. And her name has not been mentioned. Um, and, and I don't get it. I'm like you're you're helming what is arguably one of the most difficult franchises to to maneuver. Um, she you, runs Call of Duty, she right? She runs Call of Duty. Yeah, yeah. And she came out. She came out of the NFL. She was the head of of esports, right, within Call of Duty, and then was fleeted up to actually be the SVP and general manager of that entire business unit. Um, and and theoretically, it's one of the key reasons why you purchase Activision. And I'm not talking about for the IP. Um, I've talked about be- because you're you're looking for the talent that has figured out how to wire an incredibly massive production pipeline, make it run consistently, and make it resilient enough to deal with misses. That last part is the incredibly key part of talent to me in managing a production pipeline. It's not just that Call of Duty gets out every year. It's the fact that you can have a thing like Sledgehammer can't get the thing to land in a year and you ratchet Treyarch out of that cycle into place and they pull off getting an iteration out and you don't skip a beat and you wrap sledgehammer back and everybody's talked about you know sledgehammer being 
you know, impinged and impugned right in getting out Modern Warfare 3, but I've played Modern Warfare 3, and quite honestly, a lot of the sturm and the drang and, and, and wailing and gnashing of teeth, at least for the multiplayer, is nowhere equivalent to what's actually going on in that game. Um, Agreed. And again, Agreed. This, is, this is where we get a lot of the stuff that gets in the gossip cycle and the rumor cycle, and oh my god, you know, they, they push the developers to, you know, crank a, 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 a version of the game out um, under duress, and, you know, the campaign isn't that long, and they had to run things through I Infinity War. I'm like, well, well, no crap, it's Infinity Ward's, right, it's, it's their continuity, right? It's their multiverse, right, as far as that version of Call of Duty. Yeah, it's just it's just like when you know we were doing different versions of Need for Speed. I'm like, if if you're a junior studio and you come in and you're going to do an iteration of Underground, you're probably going to have to run that continuity by the people who are helming Underground, right, to keep it all in sync. And so, you know, again, you know, Sledgehammer comes around out of cycle, has to deal with some adversity, but they but they figure it out, right? Of all of the content that they have available, they figure out a thing that can be done and allow that allows them to get an iteration out. And that again, as far as I can tell, as far as I've actually played, I'm 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 happy with it, right? I mean, it's it's a year where, you know, I don't reset back to zero and start all over again, and and I can appreciate that for the way that game is playing out. So, again, after after doing all of that, we do this whole shuffle, and the name Johanna Fairs is is nowhere on that roster. Of, like I don't like I don't get that. Um, mm. So maybe they didn't want to. Well, one like they really didn't change too much of the structure of the of of how Activision Blizzard King like 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 Mike Ybarra is still. I thought Mike Ybarra would take over for Bobby Kodak's role, but he's still head of 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 Blizzard. They didn't change him at all. I wonder if they just kind of felt like. We we need to root out some of the not some all of the the issues uh, culture wise with ABK, but he also probably didn't want it. Say what? He also probably didn't want it. Maybe that's true. Maybe that maybe he's fine where he is with Blizzard, but I kind of feel like they well, they. You got to remember, he was already close to the top when he was at Xbox, and maybe. He doesn't want to be that. I mean, he is bad enough. He's in his eyes. You, I don't know what his situation is that he's back now, but in his eyes, he's like, well, if I'm going to be back, I just don't want to be as close to the situation as I was before. <laughs> mm, well, yeah, but, but also understand, like when I when I say what I said about Johanna, right? In all this shuffle, right? In all the 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 rolodex of names that was listed off of people who were going to roles or staying in their roles, her name was not mentioned. Yeah, it wasn't mentioned at all. So, so what that tells me, and 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 you know, and and Microsoft obviously has a very like hyper specific uh, structure, right? Employee structure, and 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 titling structure, right? In terms of pay scales, you know, may, maybe she is not the equivalent of, you know, a VP, SVP, general manager, et cetera, within the Microsoft structure, which again, to me, is problematic. I, look. I would have expected out of this announcement to have a laser clear picture of where the head of the Call of Duty franchise landed. Um, and it's very strange to me 
um, that that it's that it's not included um, in this announcement in and paints the picture that she's not considered the equivalent of some of these other people, which to me is also a, pr- a problem. I mean, Mike Ibarra has done what he's done in Diablo 4. You know, I like Diablo 4, but I don't personally think that what Blizzard has done um, with all of its missteps with Overwatch and some other things, um, you know, a, a lot of the things that came out of, you know, the, and then the whole thing with, um, you know, uh, and I don't remember all the names now, but the, the old head of Blizzard leaving, uh, Mike being mm-hmm. raised along with uh, his female counterpart as co-president, um, her not being paid, right, the equivalent of her male counterparts, and then kind of getting some kind of tchotchke prize and then saying, no, thank you, but I, I don't need that, and her leaving, right, and kind of Mikey Barra kind of fell into the president of, in, in the position of leadership of Blizzard kind of, yeah, he, somebody else's he, choice. You know? he, he got it because he wasn't there when uh, all of the, the really bad stuff went down. He was literally yeah. the last executive standing. He's the only <laughs> one whose hands were clean of the of the rot that, yeah, that you know, that was quit. there. Yeah, because yeah. the only other person in the mix quit. So, I, you know, I don't know. I just not super satisfied with, with the shakeup and what it looks like, but you know, we'll, we'll, we'll yeah. go on. And I, 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 I do it. wonder when it comes to call of duty, like, you know, you, 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 just, you spoke about how the machine keeps going and this is a game that is, if it's not number one, this, this might be the only year where it didn't end up being the number one sole game uh, of, of the year due to Hogwarts legacy. But like to have that run for well over, a dozen years is just it's, it's unheard of and i wonder if they didn't make any changes with her not because they didn't think that she was worthy or they didn't want to give her her due but there's what if there's just literally no one else to keep this this train on the tracks what and, if and they don't possible. have anyone to do that and that's possible what i'm saying is then i i would have Again, this is this is an emotional preference for me because of mm-hmm. my attachment to Call of Duty and because of you know me me like studying that leadership and, and and knowing who's who in the mix. I would have wanted or expected her to have been named. I would have wanted her name to be mentioned in stride with Mikey Barra, but the the fact that Ibarra gets mentioned and she doesn't paints the picture to me that that hierarchically, right, that Ibarra's in a position that is seen as as, as more prestigious and, and higher ranking than hers. And, and I don't know what this means. And I don't know if it means that maybe there's some potential shakeup looking at going, you know, uh, that they're looking at with regards to Call of Duty leadership. Um, I don't mm. necessarily know. I, I don't necessarily know that her not being named in stride with all of these other things means that that her position is secure and they're not looking at shuffling that, but haven't haven't announced it yet gotcha uh forte what are your thoughts about all this no i i i agree i think in general it ultimately comes back to continuity and stuff i do think like i said i don't know what the situation with mike was and why that happened but i also think that matt booty it's like okay so it's like do you it's so many different things has happened like worldwide since 2020 and i and i do understand the fact that first party has definitely failed a lot when it comes to their their offerings from the first party standpoint and that definitely needs to be addressed uh i think the biggest thing comes back to is that totally his fault or is that a failure of microsoft as a whole and they're not going to just hold the one person you know the one person for basically the transgressions of the whole 
the whole organization at that point. So I do think that they are uh, probably going to move forward a little bit more cautiously with the things that they're doing. Uh, I don't see uh, another upward, you know, momentum change when it comes to particularly him um, in the near future when it comes to that, because I just think that right now they're trying to solidify each position. You know, you're going to have your studio heads, you know, the people that are going to be at the head of the studios, and you're going to have the people that are at the heads of, like Mikey is at the head of Blizzard, and then you have whoever's going to be over Activision, and all those people are going to communicate basically to um, Matt Booty, and then to Saraban or whatever that structure is going to look like in the future. Uh, and they're just going to have a lot more. They're going to be wearing, I think one person is going to be wearing basically one hat and they're just going to be uh, just talking to each other versus it being this linear line where Sarah was on one side of it. Then you got Mike on another side, not Mike, then you got Matt Booty on another side of it. And you really don't know where the blame is going to like really be thrust at. This way, you know, it's all basically going to be under booty. When it comes to software, it's all under booty. So we got to get software out the door. Um, you should know everything that's happening at all of these different studios, uh, mm -hmm. all of these different pu these uh, publishers and these other, uh, these other, you know, centuries of Xbox. You need to know all that stuff. So now we there, there is no, does feel, did Phil see the, the, the Phil see Halo Infinite when they first showed it off the first time? Or Redfall. Or Redfall, exactly. So we know who the person is. This is the person. Yeah. Even it's going to be. Did, did Matt play this game exactly. <laughs> before it released? Because they can't. You know, I I know Phil said like something to the. I don't think he said exactly like we'll have another Redfall at some point. I, I think he he meant. I think what he meant he more he, was he believed in the studio and that he would still bet. He said he would bet on. No, 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 uh, not that, not that part. I'm talking about like when it oh, comes okay. to games in the future. That, that would disappoint that they would have games in the future that would disappoint people um 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 in in the future like what redfall is is like it's basically it just wasn't super unique things happen which right. i don't quite agree with that because I, I can point to other platforms where uh, the games aren't that bad like right. like where you're hearing that like developers who work there was like, please cancel this game. <laughs> like I don't want but we don't want to release this. We don't believe in it, um, clearly. Um, and and you know, it's it's some things fell between the cracks there. Like now yeah. I, I think when 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 Redfall came out, there was a lot of in the gaming community, people wanting like pointing the finger at various different, you know, people and not really knowing who was held responsible for that you're, no, you're right forte we, we know who's gonna be held responsible for for this now it's it's yeah, gonna come down it. yeah that's, I mean, that's, yeah go ahead, go ahead. But, but, go ahead. But i mean my problem is, is which but, but matt but matt booty should have been responsible before like he he, he should have been i, I mean he should have he, he should have seen i mean this is one of the problems that we talk about right in one of the famous use cases right that we point to is booty should have seen the halo infinite trailer and oh yeah with halo infinite yeah <laughs> right right no, yeah when, when that game absolutely yeah riffall yeah. no but yeah halo right. infinite is is definitely he played he, he has to own that 
Yeah. yeah, and he should have known what was going on at Undead Labs, and he should have known what was going on at the Initiative, and he should know what's going on. I don't, I don't think that the coalition is 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 a problem, but no, I don't think so. You, you think know, but good. I mean, but the whole thing you've mentioned the whole thing about you know what's going on with Fable and like Matt Booty, not 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 really necessarily being assertive and not necessarily managing the portfolio and driving the timeline. Um, you know, with, there are other instances of stuff that is in his bailiwick that it does not seem like you know he's 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 been on top of the game and like right. look he he's he should have been before this he should have been the carl malone right he shouldn't have been the john stockton Ooh. we're not looking for you to hand off passes I don't know. we're looking for you to be accountable <sighs> that analogy has not aged well let's <laughs> let's not like we don't want him being the carl malone at, any, at this point of anything let's let's, let's find another power forward uh that uh, uh elijah one yeah, let's go let's go <laughs> this is the center he's the center but still. Tim I, I will say my other one analogy i realized in my whole talk about johanna Ferris, i realized she is the she is the shine williams the shine johnson of empire she's the one who was really the power behind the throne and really the talent but she's not getting her flowers Got i it. just hope she doesn't get sacked like shine did no, i think she's good i think she's good um yeah i, I was just like the uh, a, a lot of the, i think a for a lot of younger generations, I think our audience is kind of like you know mid thirties for the most part. But a, a lot of younger generations, they when they hear Carmelo Malone, they just hear about all the, uh, mm, <laughs> the really bad stuff, and not the fact that he's a Hall of Fame player. That's why I was just I like, should, I should, I should, I should yeah. modernize my analogies. My <laughs> no problem, man. No, but uh, go go ahead, uh, go ahead, go ahead and finish your point. No, that was it. Sorry, I didn't. I didn't... Sorry, to, uh, I think I interrupted Forte when I broke in with that. Oh, okay. No, I, oh. I think. No, no, no. I, I think, like I said, I can't remember where, where did I leave off at. Um, no, I just think in general with um with Matt Booty, I just think that we kind of got to just look at it. I mean, look at it fairly. I mean, like I said, I think they made the decision with Halo to retain all these people. That was over two years ago. So they're not mm -hmm. going to let those people go due to all the stuff that happened at like official, you know, the, the original Microsoft uh, studios and stuff. But I do think going forward, this does open up uh, a lot of criticism for him if something like this was to happen again you know phil basically if you look at those leaked emails and when he was communicating back and forth with everybody uh at xbox he was talking about it he was like we gotta do better with our release timing our release scheduling how we're gonna go about getting and acquiring games it was a lot of different things that he talked about inside of those those private emails that we did get a chance to see and uh, I think a lot of that stuff started back in 2020, uh, 20, I think it was like 2021, 2022. So mm -hmm. now that they have, uh, you know, another publisher underneath them, they're basically saying, okay, this is what you're in charge of. You're in charge of yeah. all of this stuff. And, you know, if something was like, you know, I guarantee he did. It, it probably was a hard conversation, too. He was like, hey, you're going to be over all this stuff and you need to be on top of, you know, where these studios and where these publishers and where these uh, entities are when it comes to the deliverables. And we can't have another Redfall. I mean, we can't even have another Halo. Halo wasn't as bad as Redfall, but we can't have anything like that no more, especially with the perception that Xbox has um, right now versus what they want to be having going into 2026, 2027. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, and, and you know, to not make it seem like we're just uh, waiting on Mad Booty's downfall. Like, if these games hit, you know, then he's going to get. It's like the court. Here's my sports analogy. It's like the quarterback of a football team. When you win, you get all the accolades. It's all. It's all because of you. You're the reason why they won. And when you lose, you got to take all the blame. It's your fault. And that's, you know, that's the way it works. And if this, you know, if their games hit in the next two years when they got like their content pipeline starts to flow and they, they're getting their four games um, um, each each quarter, there's a first party game dropping like they want. And, and if that's working and the high quality games are hitting and people are, you know, gravitating towards the platform because of that. Yeah, he deserves a lot of credit for that because he's the guy that's in charge of all the software. That's the reason that's happening. But if it's not, you know, I don't want to hear anybody trying to defend defend him when, you know, it's that's his job. You know, like you you yeah. gotta take the blame with the, the praise. So um I mean, my thing is and I apologize, this is gonna be another perhaps bad sports analogy, right? But I mean, but is it is it gonna be I mean, with him, is it going to be a um, a Tim Brady situation or or a Ben Roethlisberger situation? Right? Meaning, oh man, you know, you I call don't... him Tim Brady. <laughs> Tom Brady. Tim sorry, Brady. <laughs> I was like, who is was, Tim was, Brady? Was, look, I, I am not as familiar <laughs> with Ross. I am not as familiar with career. I'm looking harder name. Did you got the easier, the, hard, the harder name? <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm looking at Roethlisberger's career. And Roethlisberger got Brady. 27 syllables in his name, and you and you got t- Tom wrong. I just I'm just saying. Go ahead, go ahead, go well, ahead. Let's man. get go back ahead. on topic. <laughs> my, my point is that when when Roethlisberger won, we we don't give Roethlisberger a ton of credit, right? Because he had he had a lot of things put around him, and we were like, he was well, a game manager I mean, when he won. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, he 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 should have won, and he didn't really do. He really didn't pitching that much of a help right he just he just kind of showed up and so matt booty's gonna get credit if things go well i mean is it because he just showed up to work every day i mean or or, or was he brady who really pushed the team out of field and really pulled the whole thing together shout out to you though like tom brady goat anyway is he but this no is, is he is he well, listen, Tom Brady's retired. We got to pick a new GOAT, and Patrick Mahomes ain't the GOAT anymore. I think it's going to be – is he Mister? Is he going to be better than Mr. Irrelevant? Can we, can we get back the game? This is about to turn to, <laughs> to a football podcast. Moving on. PlayStation has hit 50 million consoles sold. So congratulations to PlayStation on that. Uh, I don't know if they that means they have hit their target uh, number of uh, units they wanted sold uh, this year. I think it was supposed to be like 26 or something like that. I don't know. Like the, million, it, I think for, for the fiscal, for, for the fiscal year. year. Yeah. I don't think they've hit the number yet. I don't think. I'm, okay. I'm okay. Well, but, you know, with, with that, with the number of sales they're getting and, and from what I've seen, I, they probably are trending higher than where they were. Uh, a few months ago so maybe maybe they will actually be able to hit it before their fiscal year which i think is april or may may i think actually i think somewhere in that in in springtime is where their their fiscal year ends so we'll see how that goes but um it's good to see that, that you know that the platform is uh is getting out there and the sales are are happening um what are your thoughts about that forte 
as Damn. a GameStop manager, that is part of the reason why these things are selling because you're out oh, there man. selling them. Listen, because you know it's 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 nice to be out here selling all these consoles to all these people that want them. It, it's it's actually really interesting to see how many like it's a lot of people just buying them, especially with. It's, it's even more interesting and exciting because you know Xboxes are like super dirt cheap on sale right now. Like you can get a you can get a Series S for like two hundred to a hundred and fifty dollars, and mm-hmm. you get a you get an X for three forty nine now. And you know with with Diablo four in a bundle, it's, it's it's actually really interesting and really cool to see. Uh, and Xbox is selling really well too. I just think that PlayStation has a lot of stock out there, like a crazy amount of stock but uh the fact that they have a call of duty bundle and and once again most people are opting for that bundle in particular once again speaking to the fact that people will always they will always buy a system when the the games that they want are available on that platform uh and especially when they're upgrading and stuff and uh we haven't even seen the the major shift and people going over from PlayStation 4 and Xbox Ones. And I, and that's the thing. I think more people probably upgraded from Xbox One to Xbox Series S and X than people that graduated from PS4 to PS5. I think, P, and I think that's the biggest thing, too. PlayStation just has a bigger pot to pull from right now. You mean you mean comparatively by yeah, comparatively. P, by by the, the percentages of the platform? Because I'm thinking probably yeah. just the yeah, the size of the PlayStation platform they have right. more. Yeah, 120. Yeah, 120 million people have PS4s versus we don't know the exact numbers, but it's rumored to be around 45 to 50 million for Xbox. It's mm-hmm. a good chance that I mean, percentage-wise, there's more people still left on PlayStation Four than on Xbox, and that's just a bigger pool for them to pull from. So, unless the generation flips and Xbox can start, you know, really, really marketing the fact that Call of Duty is going to be on their platform, it's going to be next generation only. They could throw it in a box for, um, they could throw it in a bundle with, um, with the game or anything. And it's the next generation only for PlayStation 5 and Series X and S. Until that happens, I think you're going to really see the same thing continue, at least through the rest of this generation. It's ultimately going to come down to the next generation. But 50 million, I mean, they say they're going to sell 70 million by the what by they want to sell 70 million by the end of their physical year, which is in March, I believe. I don't think so, it'd be that. So that, would, that would be another oh, no, twenty no, million. No, no, sorry, sorry. No, by the end of next year, by by the end of oh, okay. year, next year, right. it was seventy million. That's what it was. Okay, but no, I think, I, yeah, I think that's the thing that's going to be really, really interesting and crazy. That's going to put them in line with um, PlayStation um, Pros coming out and everything. So uh, it's a really good number, and people are buying these systems like crazy. The Call of Duty system is selling. The best of all of them uh because people want call of duty and but the spider-man system is not too far behind i think the only interesting other thing i will bring up on it is we don't really see a lot of the digital only skew because they have eol'd the uh standard original playstation uh right. digital and physical system but i i like the amount of physical ones they're sending with the disc drive already attached is kind of mind-boggling. I didn't expect that. I was expecting so, them so to... So they're, they're, trying, they're trying to clear their inventory. They're, they're trying to yeah. get, get as many of them out of there so they can uh, kind of just get, get to the new SKU, which is basically no, no, no. a digital... No, that's what I'm, ta- no, that's what I'm talking about, the new SKU. With, they, with a detachable... 
Oh, okay. no, that's what I'm talking about. The the ones that they're sending to the stores pr- primarily are the ones with the attached disk drive. Oh, okay. Inside okay. Of it already. So, it, it, but we do sell the, we have quite a few of the actual detachable drives for the digital ones. And I thought that was the way they were going to go about it. Like, hey, if you want a disk drive, here you go. But we're not going to have as many disk drive ones to sell. This would have been a perfect uh, thing for them to do. Um, knowing that people were going to buy the system anyways, and they didn't do that, so it's kind of it's kind of interesting to see them make that move like that. But it's great because uh, people are buying the system, and it's um, it's selling out like crazy everywhere. Cool, Logic. What's your thoughts on on the PlayStation sales? I mean, good. <laughs> like, I, I mean, I mean, Sony is a is a platform owner company whose whose you know primary line of business is you know selling the software that goes on those consoles. So I mean, that's they're they're doing what they need to do uh, to get those things out there. Um, I don't I don't know that it's a. I mean, in the industry today, what I guess what's significant is you, you look for drumbeat changes, and this isn't really a change in drumbeat, right? It's the it's the same story that we had last generation. It's consistent in this generation. Um, we we don't we don't know or see uh, any market forces or consumer based or customer based dynamics that would really change it. Um, you know, we talked about <clears throat> the fifty dollar price increase for the digital unit uh, in some regions, and so it'll kind of be interesting to see how that plays out. Um, I think the, I think the tail of the tape on the console right now is competition. Um, and you know I've, I've i've mentioned on twitter that i mean playstation 5 i mean doesn't really have it right now um you know they've they've seeded the low end of the market for people who are indiscriminate about performance uh to nintendo and nintendo kind of owns that part of the market um there's not really space for sony to really muscle in on that customer demographic um you know within a, a six to eight or nine month time span before the switch 2 comes out even though we're starting to see you know, depressing Nintendo Switch sales, um, or declining Nintendo Switch two. I'm sorry, declining Switch sales, um, and so that that market will just kind of be relatively flat and stagnant, I think, uh, in mm. the next year. Um, and then you know the the Xbox Series isn't you know really changing um, how it's performing on the market, and there's there's no reason to to know that it would change. I mean, they're their, their big apogee of their production life cycle, at least right now, was the release of Starfield and Forza. Um, you know, if, if that doesn't move the needle on, on console sales numbers, which as far as the data that we've seen to this point, it hasn't, um, then I, I don't know what they have in pipeline, you know, coming up next or soon that would. Uh, so we would expect, you know, their, their sales numbers to kind of, you know, hold steady to where they are, which... Which means it's just a, it's just a, a a PlayStation market. It's a you know they're they're kind of masters of their own fate. Um, you know that being said, you know there's you, you know they're in control of the decisions that are going to determine whether or not their console you, you know continues to sell as well as it has, or if there's a little more that they can eke out of the performance profile, um, you know to get them to sell faster um, to hit that 25 million mark for uh, for the fiscal year. So. It'll be interesting to see what they did. Obviously, they they doubled down and got aggressive with you know bundling Spider-Man. I'm um, going into this holiday season, um, so it, it'll kind of be interesting to see what they do going into the spring as far as things that they might do to uh, to get PlayStation Five units to move even faster. Hmm. Yeah, for me, I, I think it's uh, 
I, I think it's it's a good achievement for them to be able to make the sales they've made on the console in a year where I think software wise they've been very ho hum. Uh, this year they uh, Spider Man Two is is an awesome awesome game. I, I had a great time with it. But that outside of their annual MLB the Show release, this that like first party wise, that's the only software that they dropped this year, and they had a lot of their timed or uh, third party exclusive stuff like with like like Final Fantasy sixteen, which depending on who you speak to, if you speak to uh, just your your casual gamer, they probably really loved Final Fantasy sixteen. If you're like a some uh, I think majority of the the Final Fantasy hardcore I community. <laughs> what? No. I stop. thought I heard you. I thought I heard you say Simp. Okay. That's okay. I yeah. I, I, I don't. I don't know how you thought that. Anyway. I, um. I know. I know. Uh, the majority, I think, of the Final Fantasy community kind of is was somewhat disappointed with Final Fantasy 16, but software-wise, I don't think they nor their showcase really showed them to have what people expect from them. And, but then that is still kind of like a hardcore gamer argument because if you look at what is the, the games that are played the most on the PlayStation platform, they are not PlayStation first party games. They are, they are third party live service games. I mean, and, it's kind of true both across both consoles. I mean, I, I mentioned on yes. Twitter that you know we we yeah. do all this we do all this fighting and kicking each other in the shins over console wars, and I'm like I'm I'm looking at the MPD numbers of player engagement across the two platforms. They are literally the same list, almost literally the same. Yeah, <laughs> and and they become more closer to being the same ever since Roblox launched on PlayStation, because before Roblox was just exclusive to PC and Xbox, and now that's on PlayStation. It literally has immediately put itself in the top five um monthly active used games on the platform this massive platform immediately just leapfrogged uh literally everything else i think in the last mpd of that the only difference was that spider-man 2 was there but more than likely spider-man 2 we won't see spider-man 2 that high up there next month or the month right. after it's going to go back to being the typical Call of Duty, Fortnite, Apex Legends, Roblox, Minecraft. Like you can literally just name those every and in, in predict it every single month and be correct. And so that's why the units move because PlayStation is a bigger brand than Xbox is worldwide, as well as in Xbox's own stomping grounds in the United States. And the majority of the people who are on the platform, whether people agree with it or not, or care about it or not, it's not because God of War Ragnarok was great. It's because <laughs> they they want to play Call of Duty <laughs> and they get their double XP weekend on Tuesday instead of the yeah. actual weekend. <laughs> so, yeah. you know, it and and their friends play on the platform regardless of the fact that this that these these games are cross-play and they want to be where their friends are. They want to be able to talk in parties with their friends. And and that's just, you know, it's it's really not as complicated as people try to make it out to be. 
Now, I think in speaking about first party, that 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 kind of can have a segue to our our next topic here, which another topic. It's, it's a bit. It's a. It's a bit complicated in the sense no, that there's been. Hold on. It's been a bit complicated in the sense that there's been a lot of discussion about whether it's right to speak on these things. And when I'm talking about these things, I'm talking about this probably the biggest leak I've ever seen in gaming because Insomniac got hacked, unfortunately. And to preface this of course we would not speak on person the personal data that was that was leaked we're not talking about you know the social security number of the environment artists on wolverine like no we don't care about that kind of stuff that's not important to this podcast nor would we want to spread that kind of information around we're not scumbags right but I will say to kind of start this off when I see platforms out there that want to call themselves parts of gaming media, but they're accepting of being cameos in these games when they are flagrantly showing their biases for certain platforms and literally reporting on every single leak that happens from every single publisher and other developer out there. But for this one, all of a sudden you became a saint. All of a sudden you, you, you had this big epiphany from Monday when you reported on the, the, the leaks of the story for Suicide Squad to Tuesday when you reported the when you refused to talk about any leaks for Insomniac. I wonder what changed. Maybe because you got a great relationship with that developer. And if that's the case, just say that. I think people will respect these pl- I, I, no let me say they wouldn't respect you <laughs> but they respect the fact that you're honest about why you won't talk about it but when you try to get on your soapbox and pretend like you're better than other people or we're real journalists out here so we're not going to discuss something when people's personal information is out there and you actually did the same thing for capcom with 16k employees at capcom had their personal information out there you look mm-hmm. like a hypocrite and so that's just my thoughts on it. I'm not telling anybody to that they should they, they they should be forced. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah E3, the, E3 the Xbox leaks, they they specifically about and I'm we're talking about kind of funny. They've reported on all that stuff, but this time they decided not to. That's you, you look like a hypocrite. And I'm, my issue isn't that they are reporting or not reporting all i care about is consistency if you're going to be on this we're not going to talk about leaks because it's unfair to the developers and all the hard work they put in i don't have a problem with anyone having that stance just make sure that you're consistent with that stance for here and forevermore which i guarantee you kind of phony 
kind of funny won't be. Kind of phony. The next time, kind of phony. Matter of fact, I'm going to keep kind of phony. Kind of phony games won't be consistent on that. The very next time a leak happens, they're you know, they're going to hopefully pretend like no one remembers their 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 self righteous take about insomniac and then they will go and and talk about it but people have long memories and they're going to call them out on it but that that, all i care about is consistency if you report on leaks cool if you don't report on leaks and don't come to us for that kind of stuff that's you are fine to have that opinion i will go and see other content for that that specific thing but i can respect you for standing on your square about how you feel about that. Mm-hmm. But when you flip-flop because you have a personal skin in the game and you got friends, nah, fam. I, I don't respect that. And and you you get the smoke that you deserve. Now, I, I'm off my soapbox. <laughs> what, what do you guys think? <laughs> Go ahead, Logic. I mean, my, my personal stance is that I'll, you know, I'll, I'll definitely, you know, telegraph that, you know, my my personal stance on on how these things should be handled is 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 different um, and and not, you know, aligned to probably the majority um, of, of people who speak on the gaming discussion in the space. Um, you know, our approach on you know on enough to keep going has always been the the fact that a leak happened. Um, would, would be something that we would discuss. We would not discuss any of the actual content of the leak. Um, so we wouldn't we wouldn't aggrandize or popularize, um, you know, or, or have a lengthy discussion about like how you know the alpha build looked or um, how like the GTA Six trailer looked, uh, because because my stance is that's that's information that should not be out. That is information that is not out um, in, te- in de- with deliberate intention from the publisher. Um, in the development team, um, they they didn't want that information out there to be discussed, um, and so that's that's just the 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 yardstick that that we follow. Um, and you know, and I don't I don't take the stance that you know because that's the way we approach it that that makes anybody who does do it you know a moral or a bad journalist or lacking in journalistic integrity. Um, that's just that's just the bar that we set for ourselves um, and what we choose to abide by. Hmm. Yeah. I I agree. Um, the biggest thing for me, like you said, consistency is the biggest thing. Like leaks suck all around. I I especially when um, people's information is a part of it. You know that's like a, a, a bridge too far. But I do agree. If you are a if you're going to talk about it in one instance, you should talk about it in all of them. You know I understand that people have friends in these studios and your friends are going to probably say like, yo, what the heck, man? Why you, why you talking about this? Why you want to be a part of this narrative? But you know, you know, you got to think about that when you are a part of this industry, it's like, if you're going to, if you're, you got to think like, I always look at it. Like if I'm not going to talk about something, if I'm not willing to talk about it on all sides, even if it's something that impacts somebody I know or people that I know, you know, I kind of tell myself if this ever was to be that, that ever scenario where you sit there says, if this was to ever happen, how would I, how would I treat it? And if I say, well, I wouldn't talk about it or I wouldn't engage with it, then I need to be that same way when it comes to 
you know, it happening to other people too, because just because I don't know those people don't mean that my stance should change on it. So leaks are fine. You know, I, I don't have a problem with people talking about this leak. I mean, because it's a leak and, you know, yes, it happened under stringing circumstance. It was basically not a leak. It was stolen proprietary uh, information that nobody should have seen. And I understand people saying that this it feels a little different compared to like Xbox's FTC leaks and stuff because of the um, it was part of a public court case that had knowledge to it and the same thing about sony's leaks before when it came to them using you know the wrong ink you know the wrong black marker to you know you know redact some of their information about how much their games cost to make you know i understand stuff like that not being the same but it still comes back to you if you're willing to talk about especially when it has people you can't use the thing like people's information is a part of it well when E3 got hacked all those years ago and everybody's names. And oh, numbers that's a and addresses, great example. When yeah. everybody's names and numbers was on that website and you and everybody in the world talked about it. You can't you can't hide behind that. Like, I, I yes, it's not a studio. It was a it was a entity that was, you know, the I forget the name of the what the ESA. The ESA because it was on their website. I understand that that's not a publisher or a conglomerate or anything like that. That's an entity that actually serves the public when it came to bringing games together. But still, we talked about it. Everybody talked about it. And everybody was upset because all their information was up there on the website. So what's the difference? And I think that's the problem that I have with it, where we could talk about it in that frame, but we can't talk about it in this. And it just shows, like you said, especially now, with uh, with the way that the perception is around all of these publishers and these these uh, corporations um and people feeling the way they feel about how news is disseminated across it it just doesn't look good when you don't basically keep that same energy compared to what you do for to, to everybody else yeah and well, I, and i think there's there's a i think there's a difference there's a way of talking about these things where you're doing what people we expect from you while also respecting the the people whose information got leaked like no one is i've I've seen no one discussing in detail personal information the people who had their stuff leaked like that's clearly out of bounds and and that's a common sense thing but as like we're doing right now we're discussing that this leak occurred i'm not showing the various clips gameplay of wolverine that was leaked out i'm not talking about how i'm i played the 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 pc build that was included that you can download and play on pc i'm not doing any of that stuff i didn't look at anything that had anything to do with the story I don't want to see that stuff, even though the game is about three years out from coming out, apparently based upon their own timeline. So more than likely, I'm going to get spoiled on the story at some point within the next three years. But I don't need the, the to voluntarily look for that kind of stuff. Right. We're not going to discuss those things because there's a way of discussing the leak 
without actually going into detail about everything that happens in the leak and in the way like it seems as if there are some people and it's not just kind of phony but there are some people <laughs> out here in the games media that i've seen on twitter that are just like really demonizing anybody and i i, I can't stand this about games media because i've seen it all year long they demonize their own colleagues for doing things differently than they do and they do so in a manner, um, okay, um, they do so in a manner where it's it's gaslighting and it's in this really like it, it's it, it it really rubs me the wrong way because they try to bully their own into to doing things the way they want it to be done. We've seen it with Hogwarts Legacy earlier this year. We've seen it with various other other topics. And now we're seeing it now where 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 I've actually seen someone have the audacity to say that you're no better or than the criminals who actually did the hacking if you talk about it. Huh? What so should I should I should I be arrested for talking about the hack? Like how stupid is that? Like that's that that's that's insane logic. Right. But this is what where we're at now with these kind of things, and it's just like you can't put everybody in the same bubble. You can't say, "Hey, look, you are no different." than the guy that's disseminating the, the Wolverine build. No different than the guy that's spreading all of the the, the story for X-Men, for the next Ratchet and Clank, for the net for the all the games that were listed listed in the link in, in the, the leak. You're no different than that person for simply saying, oh look, this is a roadmap of what's coming. How how are those things the same? But no different than saying, hey, look, this this information was leaked and a broad view of what was leaked. This is what was leaked. Personal information, unfortunately, I hope that the people who got who got their stuff out there is is taking necessary precautions to protect themselves. Also, uh, uh, the roadmap from now until 2035, the fact that they're primarily going to be a marvel superhero machine of of video games going forward for a long time like this is stuff that's relevant to people in gaming like just in general if you were someone who was a fan of insomniac before they made spider they dropped spider-man in 2018 you're probably a little disappointed that you're really going to see any of the content that they had made in the past anytime soon and and wouldn't you, someone, if you're that kind of person, want to know about that information? So should you just close your eyes, stick your finger in your ears, and pretend like this leak didn't happen for the next decade? Let's come back to reality. You can't put the genie back in the bottle. It's done. You so everyone knows when Wolverine's supposed to drop. Everyone knows they're working on the X-Men game. Everyone knows they got a licensing deal with Marvel. We know all the details of the contracts now. We under we know all of this information now. Pretending like you're better than everyone else for not discussing it 
doesn't really work when you gleefully discuss that I'm saying I'm talking in general gleefully discuss all the other leagues um and by the way Forte uh yeah. people are saying on the DPS channel there's no audio no audio why is there no audio now we, because you do you have the stream muted I don't know man I do not have the stream muted well if you can mute yourself and check the other stream, listen now. to it. Okay. Uh, so, I mean, look, that's that's just like my thought on it. Um, it it's, it's going to be discussed. And you could either choose to never discuss this kind of stuff, which is fine. Again, as I said, or... Be consistent and actually discuss it when it's it's relevant. Um, anything else you guys want to say before we actually get into actually discussing said leak? <laughs> nah, I'm good. Okay. Alrighty. So, um, the Insomniac leak. We we've got uh, a roadmap of what Insomniac is working on from now until 2035. They are working on um, from we already knew about the Wolverine game because they announced that uh, was that earlier this year? No, that was last year, right? The Wolverine uh, teaser trailer was 2022, correct? Or 2021? Was it? I can't remember. I can't I remember when 20, they I thought it was 2021. Yeah, I, I don't think it was. The, it wasn't this year. It wasn't this year. Um, because that would actually probably have made the, the the most recent showcase better, right? Um, but what we didn't know is that they were working on a standalone, um, smaller project, uh, with Venom that's very uh much akin to what the Miles Morales game was that came out in 2020, and uh, we. We know that it's a we know that this is a smaller project because in in their details about the game, not the story, but about the scope of the game is supposed to be like twelve missions. So definitely a smaller experience, but it, it, what, their goal is to kind of bridge the story gap um, between Spider Man Two, which just released a few months ago, and Spider Man Three which they hadn't announced, but that's also in their roadmap that's supposed to be coming out later this um, later in this decade. Uh, there's some information out there about Spider-Man 3 that as far as how it will be, like it clearly it seems to be a different kind of game. Um, well, not different in that it, ha it, it, it was spoken about having multiplayer, and of course, the previous Spider-Man games are all single player in addition to various other pricing that I don't know is still relevant or not. All the, a lot of this stuff can change clearly. And a lot of this stuff from it, what it appears, this, some of this information came from 2022. So there is there there's PowerPoint slides that discuss their their budget on how much they're going to pay for these games in addition to what they expect them be a revenue to be and what the what the 
current numbers of costs were for Spider-Man Remastered, Miles Morales, and Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart, which became a big debate online because the slide, which was older, um, from early 2022 showed that Ratchet and Clank was not profitable, but then uh, other information that still leaked out, because again, like this leak is ridiculous, showed that Ratchet and Clank was indeed profitable, um, just not by a huge margin or anything like that. So, all that said, uh, the roadmap stuff. Um, the only Insomniac IP that is actually, that's not a Marvel license that they're dropping this decade would be a new Ratchet and Clank, and that's going to be close to 2029. I expressed some some sadness, the fact that I'm probably never going to get another uh, another Sunset Overdrive, and other people online have spoken about that in general too. Um, Logic, what are your thoughts about the roadmap uh, itself? That it seems like Insomniac is primarily a marvel superhero developer for the time being what are your thoughts on that i mean uh, and again this is i i when i as i voice this i know that my perspective is 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 not what you know what it is for a lot of gamers and in particular a lot of gamer twitter um mm-hmm. you know the, the the roadmap is their roadmap right C- creators get to decide in the business you know collaborate to decide what their roadmap and their pipeline is um, gamers as consumers get to decide whether or not we're going to buy it or not. Um, so I don't, I don't, I don't get a vote, right? In, in what they're going to work on, um, from a from a business perspective, um, you know, getting getting a bag of money from Disney uh, for working on their licensed IPs, I think is a good thing. Um, I think it's a good thing for uh, for Marvel IPs to be in the hands of a studio who has a current track record of proving that they can pull them off. Um, and I think in particular, now that we hear saber rattling of, um, of, uh, of, uh, of the MCU kind of finally getting in order what its plans are for bringing mutant content into the MCU, mm-hmm. I think the notion that those games are going to be coming out concurrently alongside uh, those movies, not, not saying that they are, will be, you know, movie licensed or movie like oriented or anchored games. Um, but you know, we we see what the current fervor for Spider-Man content has generated, right? That you've got a big game out in the same year that you've got Into the Spider-Verse two out, in the same year that you got news that three is coming out, right? All that builds uh, into this big Rolling Thunder marketing campaign that you know winds up in the in the spend of a lot of consumer dollars for Spider-Man stuff, um, and so that from a business strategy, that that seems to be like a good thing. Um, you, you know, in, in some, you know, Insomniac not working on anything else. Um, I I get that and I understand that, but but to me that's also not unique to Insomniac. Like there's there's tons of stuff. Like I, I mean, you know, it's 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 really lucky that we're getting a Homeworld three right next February or March. Right, um, that's that's an IP that I would have loved to have had back earlier. I still lament the fact that no one lives forever is in licensing hell, um, and I don't know who the hell has the license right, right now between mm-hmm. monolith fox uh and whoever published that game so so those things happen um all the time um and and and, and i get it but but i also feel like it's in my mind you know it's it's not unique and it's it's up there with you know a ton of other stuff that i wish 
you know, I wish we were getting more Max Payne games in, and not just the, like the remake um, from from Remedy Rockstar. Um, so that's uh, just kind of where I sit with it right now. I got you. Um, I, I to clarify how I feel about it, it's like I'm not complaining about the the roadmap because I'm going to play all those games anyway. Like I, I've enjoyed, I've platinumed every uh, Insomniac Spider-Man game and I will probably continue to do so as well as doing that with Wolverine when it comes out and Venom, um, which are the next two from their, from their pipeline. Um, but I understand why there, there won't be another Sunset Overdrive. And I know this talk like that Microsoft still has owns the, has the publishing rights to it, which may be the reason. I'm not 100 certain. There was talk that they did have an Overwatch 2 in development, but it was canceled or something like that. So, whatever, it's fine. You know, you know um, there, someone in the chat saying uh, Sunset Over, Overdrive is trash, and 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 you, sir. You know, respectfully, I think your taste is trash. I think your taste in gaming is trash. But we going, we, 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 you know, it's, that's neither here nor there. It's fine. You know, people can not like the game. But I think what it really comes down to is that even though that game is overall in general considered to be a high quality game that just didn't sell that great on a much smaller platform um, with a community of gamers that weren't used to Insomniac's uh, um, content. It's about the fact that, like, that, that's just that one. Let's look at Ratchet & Clank. Ratchet & Clank's budget was much lower than the Spider-Man games, and it still barely made a profit. Yeah. And when it comes down to it, is Sony going to continue to fund games? I, I wish they would as a gamer. Continue to fund games that are seem to be guaranteed to not sell as much, not give as much on that return on investment as you would like? Probably not. And so we see the way the way they're moving. And even like there's a report that came out today that Insomniac's gotta do cuts. They got to do cuts. They got to lay anywhere between 50 to 75 people off. Even though their their game was is wildly successful and they've been carrying place that the PlayStation platform when it comes to first party content on their back since this generation started, they still got to make cuts. You know, like it's it's about the money and it's always going to be about that. So I get it. I completely get it. I I get why I won't see that game again not even a remaster but it's as a gamer it's it's disappointing nonetheless yeah and and i definitely would say like what like my commentary of how i felt about it it was definitely not to 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 marginalize or diminish like in 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 fact it was to commiserate with with you like i I, like i have my own ips of games that i love that i'm disappointed about not getting right chris roberts is over there doing his star citizen thing and i'm like dude i would i would have appreciated like a a modernized upgraded like freelancer you know instead of you cranking away on this game that you're never going to finish and you're never going to (laughs) publish that that game is people call star citizen a scam just real quick it's not it's not that 
they're never going it's never going to have a full release and go out of beta because it's a scam you can play star citizen right now and it's got yeah. more content in it and it's more it has more development time done to it than the majority of the games that are out there the reason why they won't make star citizen a full release is because of their contract with crot with uh with crytek and how that the engine that that game runs on is a modified cry engine and the way they did their contract they don't have they didn't have to pay any licensing fees to to crytek for the use of their engine until the game goes to full release and so they chose the very hey savvy business move but shady nonetheless to not release to not ever go to full release which is why crytek tried to take them to court and they still lost because the contract's the contract and they have no intention of taking it out of beta it's going to be one of those games that will always be in beta indefinitely forever and so they yeah. they got a free they probably got a free game engine <laughs> it is what it is so like people think it's a scam because it's, it's never coming out of beta like no it's it's the only people that got scammed was was uh crytek anyway my bad yeah, um, I, have, I, have a, I have a year or, or two of live stream content hours and hours of gameplay and star citizen it quite frankly when the servers are stable plays better than some <laughs> other science fiction games that came out this year uh, but but we won't go there um oh shots fired but yeah i i i agree with you and like i said i i, I commiserate sure, like i i i definitely i definitely get it you know so i don't i don't want uh you know what i was saying was not an attempt to kind of downplay you know what you what you were what you were saying either it was, it was oh, no, like, oh, no. like the running commentary you know on gamer twitter no, no, I, I didn't think you were. Uh, you're good, bro. Forsyth, what, what are your what are your thoughts on the roadmap? <clears throat> the roadmap looks good. It looks amazing. It's just no surprises anymore. We live in a world where everything, if it can be, will be leaked. And um, I don't have a problem with them being. I mean, you know, I don't have a problem with them being a Marvel factory at this point because you got to do what you got to do to keep the lights on. Mm -hmm. Um. And that's what they kind of got to do. Um, yes, Ratchet and Clank did make money by the time that, you know, everything did come out from it. But it's definitely nowhere near as profitable as the stuff they're doing right now. So the fact that they're not abandoning it, it's a great thing. But I also think right now, um, I think people kind of misconstrue like how you should go, how business basically goes about working and stuff. You basically should do exactly what you were doing until you can't do it anymore it's just like football or just like a sports analogy you keep doing it until they make you stop doing it and what that means is in the in the in the sales and uh marketing space it means you keep delivering the same thing that you can keep doing until people don't buy it anymore hit why call of duty has is pretty much the same thing that it's been over the course of the last 20 years with a couple of iterations here and there, you know, when we went to the exosuits and stuff like that. But um, that's why the game, that's, you know, that's why the games are the way they are now. That's why, you know, Madden's the way it is now on top of it being exclusive and the only sim um, football game you can buy. Same thing with NBA, you know, as long as the market is willing to pay the money that it takes to get those in their hands, 
and even with the marginal changes they make to things, people are going to, they're going to keep doing it until the market says, don't do that no more by not purchasing you the game. So I don't have a problem with it because it makes them money. I am very, um, interested to see exactly what whole, what, what's where basically Sony's going to go in the future with all this stuff. They're doing, mm -hmm. they're doing a complete rollback on a lot of their statements on live services by, you know, delaying a lot of their games, saying they were going to come out over the course of the next uh, couple of years and everything. Um, they're putting, uh, we don't know how the money that they allocated that is going to work, but it seems to think that they're going to probably allocate a lot of more of that money back to the things that people probably care about the most, which is their, you know, single player ventures when it comes to those games. Um, but that's something that we will probably never get a chance to see because they're going to be very tight lit with a lot of that stuff that they should have been with all of these leaks. They did come out in the first place. So, you know, I just like the direction that they're going when it comes to, Isamiak, that's like by far their best studio over the course of the last four or five years. Uh, they released the most titles. They will continue to release the most titles based on the timeline that we saw from them when it comes to the things that got leaked out. And I just think that people are just very, very excited to see what's going to happen with the next IP. And the fact that we are going to get X-Men games in the future is something that I am excited about too. And, um, I am not excited that nobody else can make anything <laughs> X-Men related outside of the family friendly stuff. And, um, and you can't do it inside of the same release windows, which kind of makes sense uh, when it comes to that too. But, uh, also the fact that they want to keep those marketing deals and they have to sell 6 million copies of it is. Yes. I wanted why. to, I, I, I wanted to talk about why, that. And that's another reason why I think Insomniac being the studio that's going to keep producing these they have a track record of them working so they want to keep that license as much as possible and that's why you're not going to see anybody else really venture in that marketplace or into that um into that ip until they just can't do it anymore yeah i want to discuss the uh um the uh wolverine license deal with um an x-men license deal with with marvel and there is a there's something about the uh the termination um part of it where both parties could choose to terminate the deal if the any of those games and there's only three games it's not all of them so i, I don't think this this uh counts for say venom because venom isn't like that's that's like a standalone smaller experience this definitely counts for like x-men spider-man 3 and wolverine but if any of those three games within one year does not sell six million copies then there is a chance that Marvel slash Disney could terminate the entire license. And so I think this is also why we see the level of marketing that PlayStation put that, that Sony puts into the, uh, those games. Cause it's necessary. They have to, right. they need to make sure that as many people as possible know that, uh, that, Hey, look, we got another Spider-Man game coming. Hey, remember the X-Men? Remember Wolverine? We got a Wolverine game coming. They need that that name out there, and then they bundle it with with uh, 
um, system sold. Now, that may not count as sales towards NPD. I don't know if it does or not, but I, I can I can guarantee you to to their contract for them. That's good enough. Like that's people out there who have the system and have the game and are playing it. So we we did our job. We we got those units, and so I think that's going to be uh, really important for them in the future. And other like if if you know we don't know for certain that this is how Disney and Marvel do all of their deals, but if that is how all their deals are structured, that that, that gives us a level of insight into how. Disney and Marvel really kind of like views these video game adaptations of their IP. There's another part in that license where it talks about the split and the percentage of of sales that they get off of the uh, if the game is sold physically, if the game is sold digitally, or <laughs> the the bundles. And for bundles, I was really shocked to find out that. Disney slash Marvel gets 35 to anywhere between 35 to 50 percent of the wholesale cost of these bundles. So, Forte, Mm -hmm. you talked about it's a lot of bundles. So you talked about they're they're still you guys are still selling the PS5 Spider-Man 2 bundle like Mm -hmm. potentially Disney's getting 50 percent of the of the wholesale cost of that. Which is yeah, crazy. They're getting anywhere from two hundred to two hundred and fifty dollars per bundle. Yeah, and that's what, go go ahead, go ahead, Lodge. What, you about to say something? What What happens if Sony, if PlayStation does something like bundle one of these games with the PlayStation Portal? Which, Ooh, which which maybe were, that's why they calendared this hardware. Well, and that's what I was to say. There was there was that post, there was that that tweet from Piscatella, which he deleted and took down that talked about PlayStation portal being reported as a console. So mm-hmm. that's a way, that's a way for Sony to double down, right? Where they get a console sale out of it that counts, you know, I, I'm not saying that they're going to do it this year, but just say if they were, that counts right. towards them getting to that 25 million objective. Plus it gets them right. Another sale of, you know, of a, of a, uh, of a Marvel game, right. To count towards the minimum number right. that they need, they need to sell per year. Right. And, and if you think about it, if you are someone who already owns a PS5, you're less likely to be interested in the the current PS5 Spider-Man 2 bundle. It's like, I'm not, I, I already got a PS5, so I, I don't care about this bundle. But if you're a, a primary PlayStation gamer, and then, then there is the, the PS Portal, which is a, it's a limited device, right? But... It, it it has its use for someone who is primarily a PlayStation gamer. And I can see how they would be like, and if you look at like currently right now, you can't find the PS portal anywhere. So people definitely have an interest in it, at least, at least for this time and for the, for this time period. If you look at it, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. You know, like maybe next next year when uh, actually I, I don't think they got. Venom's supposed to come out in 2025. That's that's where they, they are slating to put it. Venom comes out and is like, hey, what if what if they're they're selling a cause you know how like you they they like I have a Spider-Man themed 
DualSense controller right here in front of me right now. What if they did like a Venom themed PS Portal? That also came with the Venom game too. They won. Like that, yeah. A lot of people <laughs> would buy that. Like a whole lot of people would buy that. Yeah. If I if I'm gonna go out and and in 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 reality now pay $150 for a PlayStation Portal because I'm getting a $50 bundled game with it. Right or even later in the timeline, right? If I'm paying $130 to get a seven, like uh, yes, that's that's that that might very well be a no-brainer for me. Right. Yeah. Shout out to Pixelbed in the chat who said, uh, seeing how much Disney is getting on a bundle and knowing how Activision was strong arming people, I wonder how much of a console sale they're getting off of their bundle. That's an actual uh, good point because um, you know, Forza, you said that that Call of Duty bundle was selling more than the Spider-Man Two bundle. Um, if Disney, if, if Sony had no problem in agreeing to those kind of margins for the Spider-Man Two bundle, it would not shock me at all if they did something similar with Activision. Yeah, yeah, but um, uh, again, and so we're not discussing like any kind of story things with with Wolverine or like that. But I did kind of want to like shift gears to Wolverine. Um, Wolverine. The, if you if you want to see what it looks like, it is out there. I'm not showing it. I'm not I'm not trying to deal I don't want the smoke with Sony or Disney. <laughs> I'm good. But if you want to see what it looks like, it, it's it's definitely out there for you to view. Um I I I looked at the gameplay and of course, like this is it's incomplete. So it's it's like you can't judge it really it's three years out things can change you, but that said i thought the gameplay had when it came to initially initially i'll say initially i, I thought wolverine moved too slow and i thought that it, it didn't feel like wolverine with the the level of uh of uh like brutality that he brings to to fighting like wolverine's not like oh i'm gonna leave him alive kind of <laughs> guy yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, yeah only one person is walking away from this fight it ain't you okay that's that's how wolverine is and so and and more and more likely it's gonna be a closed ca uh, casket funeral you you know they're gonna be picking you up in pieces and that's how he is in the comics. I know that's not how he is in the cartoon because, you know, it's a cartoon for kids. This is a mature rated game. I want some mature rated content. And so I didn't really see any dismemberment, which was a, a little disappointing. But later gameplay I saw did show me that level of brutality that I was looking for. And so I'm not concerned with that at all. I'm really not concerned with it, period. It's a day one cop for me. Um, and I, I've always had that level of, of confidence in Insomniac to deliver on that. My only real, and I don't think this will change because it's just, it, it's far enough in development where I don't think this is going to change. But some of the traversal stuff is a little too Spider-Man for me. And I get it. Like, I get it, right? It's you're you're insomniac and you your your release cadence and your 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 
pipeline and how you develop games is is second to none but that also comes with a lot of taking of assets and reusing them for for different for 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 different games which is fine when it works right i don't think that really works for wolverine again i'm not judging this this could change but when i see wolverine walking on like like telephone wires and stuff and i'm just like what the fuck is he doing <laughs> like uh, why 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 is he doing what why are you clawing yourself up a, a up a, a building and jumping rooftop to rooftop that's unnecessary you're wolverine <laughs> you're like and and, and I saw some people giving, like, complaining about him, the, the detective side of things, him sniffing. And no, like, yo, that's, that's a part of his power set. He has his, his, uh, his senses are heightened to the point that he can tell who someone is based off of the scent that they, they leave. Like, he, he can tell every person from the X-Men, all 5,000 X-Men, who they are based upon scent. You know, like like it's that's what he's able to do. He's able to to determine what happened in the room based upon his senses. So I ex- fully expected something like that, and I like to see that in the game. It's just I think people need to stop judging games that are incomplete, especially after the whole GTA six deal happened and people was like oh this looks like trash and then they see GTA six when Rockstar wanted to show it and they're like, Oh, Okay, it, it looks better than I thought. The game's going to look better than what was clearly footage that you were never supposed to see. And that's just that's a guarantee it's going to look better than this when it when it, when it actually comes out 3 so years from now. Um Forte, what what, what are your thoughts about the gameplay if you saw it? No, I saw it. it. Like I thought the same thing. I was like, "Man, what? This looks just like Spider Man." But um, I think a lot of people are. Um, the I kind this, this is the thing. I try to I try to think about it in different terms. The reason I think it kind of looks and moves not looks but moves like Spider Man is because right now they just want to get the model moving inside of the inside of the space. And the quickest way of doing that is using tech that you already have in order to get that to happen. So you already have a motion engine in place for Spider-Man. So let's use the Spider-Man motion engine to get him moving around in the environment just to get that part of it going. And then once we get that situated, then we can go in and we can start, you know, tailor making how we want Wolverine to move. I don't know if that's the way that it's going to happen at all. I just want to hope that's kind of the way it is because... I was looking, I was like, man, he he literally walks like Spider-Man. He raw runs like Spider-Man. He walks across the wires like Spider-Man. I was like, please don't let this be Wolverine Spider-Man 3 or whatever we're going to call it. But um, the overall game itself, just seeing the leaks and stuff looks good. Uh, it looks further along than probably a lot of people thought it was going to be. You, you're, starting to, you're starting to cut in uh, and out there, Forte. Uh oh, here we go. Forte, fi- your cable, fix your cable. <laughs> I'm gonna mute him until he gets he gets his stuff figured figured out. Um, no, uh, 
uh, to kind of piggyback off of what he's saying, um, I there's I'm not I'm not going to talk in detail like on the gameplay, but there was just this one particular part, and I, and I know logic you've been kind of like avoiding looking at anything, but like there's this one particular part in the gameplay that made me say yes, that's exactly what I'm looking for. Uh, Wolverine had a katana blade stuck in his body like in his between like his shoulder like into his body and one of the the hand one of the ninjas from the hand was rushing him he pulls the blade out and just like throws it at this guy's head and it gets enlarged in this guy's head and then i think most people didn't pick up on it one of the other hand ninjas in stride doesn't break stride rips that same katana blade out of the dead ninja's head and starts attacking wolverine with it that entire sequence had me blissfully like i can't wait to play this game and so look this is when when they first announced it i said it back then i was like i got full confidence in insomniac but that, you know, when you make games like Ratchet and Clank, which are, you know, cartoony and, and has that kind of theme to it. When you play, when you make a game with Spider-Man and, he, and he's loath to kill anybody, even though, frankly, he ain't leaving these people in, the, in that good a state, you know, with the way you see some of the damage they take, right? And then, and, and you, you really haven't made anything that had like any, that was like really dark like that for a while uh i, I want to know you still got it can you do that and and wolverine's gotta be dark and i think that i think they with that little sequence they definitely proved to me they could do that um let me see if forte is mike is good again forte yeah, I mean, you good was it breaking up was it breaking up yeah you, we, we, you were you remember that time when you it sounded like you were a transformer Oh shoot! I don't know what that was. Yeah, so like I, I, I just muted you because it was like kind of loud in my ear, and so and, until you got so it figured out. I wonder why you just cut. I was wondering why you just cut me off. No, no, I told. I said I was yeah. muting you because your mic is messing up. <laughs> you didn't hear me say that. I was like, I said, Slobo just cut me off. I'm just gonna let it go. I'm gonna let it go. I'm not gonna argue about it. <laughs> But no, uh, go ahead, <laughs> go ahead, and, and and go ahead and continue what you were you were you were saying before. No, 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 just, no. I, I was pretty much done. I was just talking about you know a lot of people are super excited for it. I do think that um, you know the motion engine that's just something that I think they're probably just using as a as a stand in until they actually get what they want the um, Wolverine to move like. I think that would probably be a good use of their assets and stuff since they already have that in place. But um, in general, the game looks good. I like the overall, um, the look of it from what we've seen of it so far. Um, being the person that just beat Spider-Man 2, I'm very, um, very, very interested in what they have going on with um, with the game so far and looking at how they're going to expand that universe. So that's all I was saying. I, I, I'm very, very excited to see where they're going with that game. Yeah. Um, I I can also probably see that Wolverine is going to lead into. It's more like introducing the uh, the the gaming uh, industry community to the X Men because you know, look, we we're old, we're a bit older, so for us, we remember either 
when X-Men was carrying Marvel Comics. I remember that. Like my very first comic I ever read back in 1991 was X-Men number one with Chris mm-hmm. Claremont writing the game and Jim Lee, the best comic book artist ever, penciling mm-hmm. it. Um, that basically introduced me to to comics and X Men, and I was an X Men fan ever since. For a lot of other people, it's the X Men cartoon that was on Fox, and and that cartoon definitely defined a lot of a lot of people that we know in their 30 and 40s childhood when it came to to the the kind of content and what they really saw from like superheroes it was that and it was a bat the batman animated series which is epic and in the spider-man cartoon right so but for a lot of these younger kids out here they don't have the same appreciation for the X-Men that we do. For them, it's the Avengers. And and I, re- I remember this like so vividly. I, when the, I took my kids to Disney. And uh, was it Disney or... I can't re- remember. I think it was Disney. Yeah, it was Disney. I took my kids to Disney. And they had like a little section at Disney... Where they had all of these like actors dressed up as these superheroes. And so, you know, they had Captain America out there, they had Iron Man, they had Thor, and they also had Rogue, Cyclops, and they had Wolverine. And do you know the people were lined up? People, there was more people lined up to take a picture with Hawkeye. Freaking Hawkeye. Than Cyclops. It was only old heads hanging around Cyclops and Rogue. <laughs> All the kids was like, Iron Man, Iron Man, Captain. My kids was like, Captain's Captain America. I was like, yeah, whatever. There's Wolverine right here. That's Wolverine. Ain't nobody talking to Wolverine. And my, and my kids was like, and I'm trying to go talk. I'm trying to take a picture with Captain America, Dad. Give it to them. I'm like, all right. So look, they got some work to do to reintroduce these iconic heroes to a whole new generation that doesn't see it as the three of us would. And it makes sense that they was they wouldn't just hit us with X-Men right off the break. They're gonna hit us with, with Wolverine, and they're gonna have some of those characters in there, and it's gonna be themed around it. And then later on, they'll have a big actual X-Men game. Yep. That will be closely coming out around the time of the MCU X-Men movies at whatever phase that they're at. And that that will make a lot of sense to me. Elijah, you've been a little quiet there. Like, what, what are your thoughts about how what their approach is with Wolverine and, and the X-Men and trying to build that up the way they built up the MCU with the Avengers? Uh, so one comment about X-Men and then one comment that's uh, speculation around Blade. Um, okay. Which, which I think what's going to be super interesting to me. Look, I, I mean, I, I play video games all the time. I've been playing them for multiple decades. New video games are going to come out. They're going to be their thing. Um, and I mean, I'll continue to talk about them, right? But but what's really particularly unique with regards to this IP and what I'm very interested to see how it plays I'm very interested to see how the story content is oriented and how and how that plot is carried out. And what I mean by that is you, you talk about the, the 
the origination point of the X-Men and, and their relevance. And, and I think, I think I actually go back a, a decade or two before you guys, um, mm. the, 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 the commentary of the X-Men has always been about racism. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and in particular, right. And you mentioned, you know, how people in current generations have been exposed to X-Men, but I go back to my exposure to X-Men being around the second generation of X-Men where they, really, Oh, when, when storm was the leader when, and the well, team when, was, well, was Banshee was being, and him. Storm was just being brought in, but yes, with with, with Banshee, with beat, with, uh, with when uh, Colossus, Nightcrawler, yeah. Colossus, um, this when when X Men kind of went multinational, right? Mm-hmm. And there was a and there was a larger commentary about their diversity, um, and, and then of course it went it it, it, it just it just further kind of snowballed out of that. And so that to me is the relevance of the X-Men, like the, like the characters and all that stuff. Like I love, I mean, I, I'm one of the rare few people who love Cyclops. Um, you know, lots of people think oh, he's a jerk. I'm a, I'm a fan of Scott Summers as well, especially yep. the, 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 the evolution of him in the, in the comics that people don't see people, people's view of Cyclops is just basically getting cucked by Wolverine as he's <laughs> flirting with Jean Grey right in front of him and, and punching yeah. him in the stomach and yeah. crap like that. I'm like, no, that crap ever happened in the comics. Wolverine ain't never do that to Scott. So, like, like, yeah, y'all don't know Scott Summers. Scott Summers became, Scott Summers at one point had Magneto like you, at one point Scott Summers became a combination of Professor Xavier and and Magneto when it came to leading the X Men and mm-hmm. and being the guy that was was keeping the dream alive, but he changed the dream a little bit because that pacifist stuff that Xavier was doing wasn't working. And he smart he was a smarter strategist than Magneto ever was. So he he combined the the goal of peaceful coexistence with but if you ain't trying to bring that peace, I will bring that heat to you too that Magneto had, but I'm going to be smart about it. <laughs> Make sure we survive. And so, like, at one point, Cyclops was just a straight beast, like in the comics, for a good long time. It was a, a, right around the time where there was like a lot of the, the stuff that was going on was like the Dark Avengers, and, and uh, they had moved from the the, the x mansion and new and in the upstate new york to san francisco island off of san francisco all that time period like that reign of sky summers is 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 peak peak sky summers go ahead my bad and and so it's really kind of interesting to me to see how how it unfolds is now now we have bob Iger who has stepped back in as ceo of disney who has said that Disney got off the rails by hyper focusing on social issues and and not on creative aspects, right? Of of stories that pe- that people wanted to read, you know, concentrated, got too focused on messaging. Um, I don't necessarily agree with that take because I'm okay with a lot of the messaging. I, I've 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 personally benefited from that. I I have two daughters who are minorities who, who are mixed race, right? A lot of those issues are issues that they're going to deal with growing up. So so for me mm-hmm. personally. The, the, those things have been good right i mean i've i've brought up i've you know i've i've now brought up daughters who had disney not turn that corner they would not be watching disney stuff 
because because no offense I mean, maybe make some people mad, but I'm sorry. I'm just, I wasn't going to raise my daughters watching a bunch of white princesses who needed males to, to rescue them um, mm-hmm. and dictate to them what their lives were going to be. That's just not the daughters mm. I'm trying to raise. That's just me personally. That's not a commentary on what everybody else is doing. You do you. That's just me. So, so the notion that there's not going to be that content, right? I'm curious. So, but, but on with the video game and with the X-Men property. So I'm very curious if, if, if that, that was the core of what the X-Men were and what Stan Lee was trying to infuse with them and what their messaging was about. And if that's going to be... And so in the, in the commentary, right, between Disney... Because you're, you're going to have Disney, you know, um, you know, kind of lore librarians is kind of what they use um, in their interface with, with the video game companies to, like, keep stuff straight and to tell them, you know, what they can do and what they can't do. And so if, if that kind of stuff is going to be eked out of the X-Men story, then that to me is going to kind of kind of castrate it and neuter it from from what those stories really were. And that will impact like the creative vision of what those stories are, because that's because that, that was that was what they were before. So I'll be right. very curious just to kind of see how that unfolds. Yeah. Oh, go ahead. I thought you were finished. Go ahead. The, the speculation I wanted to ask about Blade, I, I have not. So so so. Disney slash Marvel is doing this stuff with the properties with Insomniac, with PlayStation. Mm-hmm. At Marvel, whenever, like every property for the most part, right, is either part of the Avengers desk, part of the Spider-Man desk, or part of the X-Men desk. And so, and so when you get an IP, you get a whole baggage of stuff that typically goes along with it. So having the X-Men license means that you also have alpha flight usually um it means that you also have deadpool usually weapon x yep so so what i'm very curious about x-force x-factor yep yeah so what i'm very curious about is xbox has blade what 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 does that mean in terms of what deals have been made oh what what secondary characters come with that Um, well and what what i was trying to figure out and what i want to ask you guys because maybe you know or maybe somebody in the chat knows is what what desk is blade part of and i wonder mm. now that I, that somebody just said so rodman said marvel knight so yeah i i'm wondering if that's i don't know that that's a desk at marvel i always thought that was part of the spider-man desk but but maybe maybe daredevil moon knight um uh, i would say daredevil is probably off the table considering the easter eggs of daredevil for spider-man 2. So if you play Spider-Man two okay. and you get a really round like they they got Daredevil's uh they got his law or practice there and then there I, if I recall correctly there was some other little Easter egg that kind of insinuated we might see him in the future or at least see the uh, him in the role of his everyday life as a lawyer in the future I can't re- quite remember but I do know there was some insinuation there so I don't think Daredevil would be a part of anything they may have got from Blade but uh what Robin saying Marvel Knights is um what the Midnight Suns as well um might be something that is something they could actually um um draw on they could draw on the fact that like in the comics now Blade has a daughter um can't remember her name cuz I didn't read that comic, but it's just something that I, I'm aware of. Um, and he's in Blade's very international as well. Like he's his 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 stories are very diverse, so they can really go a lot of different ways with it. But I I do think that unfortunately with Blade that a lot of people they're 
their experience is very few people who have whose experience with Blade is about his comic book um, appearances and how he has been written in the comics versus the Wesley Snipes iteration of Blade, which is the now at this point the default Blade as far as people are concerned. Yeah, it's kind so, of people now. Right. So, regardless of where uh, Arcane Leon wants to go with him, I think for people to feel like they're playing as Blade, you got to have some of that Wesley Snipes swagger to it. You're going to have to have some of those kind that, that kind of like, the, you know how like in, in the Blade movies will, where like Snipes is like, whooping somebody badly and then at the same then he he then kind of does like a little pose or even when he pulls out like his blade and then he decides to the neck crack the neck crack yeah 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 you know the is always trying to skate uphill yeah yeah, right the one-liners and stuff like you gotta add that stuff in there for people to feel like this is blade and so i um yeah, yeah, I, I I feel like they 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 could be diverse with it. Clearly, I mean they're already kind of like like the settings in Paris, so like they're already kind of doing a little bit of that there. But I feel like they just gotta, uh, as far as his personality goes, you you can take the story however you want, wherever you want. But I feel like his personality needs to be more defined What's, with what people know of him. What city was it at the very end of Blade where? The last one, where was he at when it was outside of the snow? Uh, Prague. Prague, that's what it was. Okay, yeah, Prague. Yeah, so it's going to be... Yeah, they could go... Like you said, that, that kind of hit me when you said international uh, because I know that's where uh, a lot of people were thinking they, that's where they... Well, that's what it was kind of set up to be before they didn't do another one. And um, people were thinking that's where it was going to go. But, uh, it you know, taking down sales across, you know, the international waters and stuff. But that's the thing I like the most about it, because I feel like, like I told you there, when the um, the stream, when they showed it off at the Game Awards, I think it's a unique opportunity to, like, really showcase two different sides of blade when it comes to the day and night side of them you know familiars and everything during the day you know going after that shut down the corruption from the familiars when they're you know doing the bidding of the night during the day and then going and the crazy stuff happens at night during the vampire runs and stuff so yeah and, and that's I think it's really that's cool actually what i'm kind of hoping hoping they would go with it i hope they go yeah. in that direction for certain where like because, because in and you look at the movies, the the, the familiars, and then like a lot of vampire uh, content, they have, you know, they they can't get around during the day, so there are things that need need to, they need to get done that they can't handle, so they have their familiars that do it for them, and that's a bit of prevalent part of the of the the movies, and as and 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 as well as the comics as well, and so I feel mm-hmm. like that needs to be uh, not only. Uh, evident in the story but in the gameplay because exactly. like Bl- blade will have be fighting you know an army of just regular humans with tactical gear and guns not just vampires so i feel like he should have his own uh his own arsenal for vampires as well as his his tools and his uh his gear for 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 the the regular humans as well like you should be thinking about okay i got 
like in my ammo for like my small arms fire which he usually uses right i got my silver bullets and i got my regular bullets and i don't need to be wasting my silver bullets on familiars you know like right. you want to exactly. save those for the actual vampires that they're more effective for like that should be a part that level of strategy should be a part of the gameplay in my opinion yeah yep, I but no um i wanted to say something about x-men but it has left my memory so yeah so so forte you got me messed up with uh my recollection of uh of blade ending scenes that's so so i thought you said bl- the blade trinity ending scene which was not prog that no. out in the snow that's actually the ending of blade the first movie yeah, yeah the first that's the end of the, the, the russia. first blade movie yeah, the first yeah. blade was russia the last one was um prog yeah oh well, i'm not sure what the last the last one the last one ends with him uh on the on the motorcycle like in a in a in a city so that may have been a u.s city um and you're and you're you're right uh brian i think brian east was in the chat he said he said moscow i thought it was Prague. it's actually moscow yeah it was moscow yeah Yeah, because he was looking for he was looking for whistler um you you find that out yes you find that out the beginning of of blade 2 which is my actually my favorite is blade 2 because uh all, all the choreography was done by um by Donnie Yen in his first uh, um, Western movie debut, where he didn't say a single word. <laughs> I, know, he, I know people hate Blade Trinity, man, but I, like as a no, as a whole Blade collection, cool. yeah, no, it was it sucks. Yes, it was. You, Yo, you, Blade you Trinity hate, sucks, bro. Are you you can't be hating you, you hating on um, Reynolds and, and everybody else in that movie? It, 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 Ryan Reynolds was too much Ryan, Ryan Reynolds in that movie. He just he just kept running his mouth and half his jokes didn't land. I'm just like this this is not the it's not the kind of movie for this. Like well, shut him up, please. That Ryan that Ryan Reynolds was the Van Wilder Ryan Reynolds. It's not right. the, the Deadpool Ryan Reynolds. Where I think his his comedy has matured a lot. Yeah, matured yes. is a relative term also in terms of right. Ryan Reynolds, but yeah then then it was the 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 story was kind of iffy the, the the fight choreography wasn't as good as the first two movies and even the music was different like the music from the first two movies had a had a was was a, a lot more aggressive you know you had some 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 music in there that was that was actual hip-hop none of that was in blade trinity it was just like who who you got freaking triple h in the movie I didn't Triple H get a Razzie for his performance in that movie. He was awful. And you got these 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 millennial vampires as all like like the head vampire was annoying. It was just it was bad. It was it, I, I think that movie sucks. And and and, that, and you know what? I'm not alone because that's the, that was the last Blade movie after that. <laughs> they didn't do no more after that. But I, I do think that the Blade TV show was good too. But with Sticky Fingers as uh um playing Blade in the TV show, I thought that was pretty good. Um, but Blade Trinity, I can't get with it. It's uh. Yeah. You can't, you can't rock with it. Nah, nah, nah. We gonna get out of here though, because I think I think we, we are like far off the beaten path with with everything. But uh, again, you know, to sum up, the the leaks is unfortunate. Um, it will it will continue to keep happening because that's 
just the reality of the gaming industry. There are people out there that's like, if you talk about these leaks, then you're just emboldening the hackers to do more. I think you guys have no idea what motivates hackers to hack. It's not what you think it is. And clearly, when they ask for $2 million to not release this information, their motivation was money. True. So them releasing it is just so that the next time they hack someone else, they know that they're serious about releasing that information, not because they they wanted to see your reaction. You don't even know if the, if the group that did this are gamers. They don't give a crap about you or how what you feel about. They care about getting money. That's why they hack them, because Sony owns them, and Sony got money. Like, hello? Like, I don't know. Like, <laughs> for you to hack this much information you to get this much information out of them you know what you're doing you're not no script kitty who just basically took some scripts while i found some scripts and you and you did a little something something you want to brag about it this ain't about bragging it's about getting paid so whatever like i i, I just saw too much foolishness with people's uh takes that where they clearly don't know what they're talking about um I even saw some people, I ain't gonna name them name, no names, but they called the hacker group ransomware. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the group's not called ransomware. <laughs> That's not what the group is called. That's, <sighs> yeah, I, it's funny. Just really funny. We can get out of here though. Um, you guys got anything y'all want to say before we uh, uh roll? We, we, we get anything left to say about the the leaks before we start getting into outros? I know it's been been here for a little while. Nah, man, leaks are leaks are fun. <laughs> leaks are fun. <laughs> not not for everyone, but <laughs> it's fun, yeah, fun for some people. True. Um. All right, so outros. Logic, thank you for joining us, sir. Um, we really appreciate you. And now that I also think about it, I, I do have a giveaway to do. I didn't I didn't say it uh, earlier. I, I, I meant to sit, talk about this earlier. An anonymous donor uh, provided me a code for a full year of Peacock, uh, the subscription service Peacock, um, to... Anyone out there that uh, that that watches the program and and uh, and wins it? So I guess we probably need like a trivia question or something. This is the last podcast of the year, so uh, Forza, I don't know what kind of trivia question you want to come up with. What do you what do you, what do you think, man? What, what do we got? Oh, trivia question, peacock related. No, it ain't gotta be peacock related. No, I don't just say peacock related. Wait, say peacock related. No, no, Halo's on Paramount. So I'm about to say something from the Halo TV show, but no, that's on that's on um, Paramount. It ain't gotta be Peacock related. Just any, I guess it could be DPS related trivia. Um, mm. Think on think on that for a second. We go we go do the outros though. Logic, um, let the let the fine people know where to find you, man. Uh, yeah, probably uh, easiest place to catch up with me is uh, where I co-host as um, as one of the as one of the hosts of the Enough to Keep Going Weekly Games podcast on the E2KG Network podcasting channel on YouTube, 
Uh, you can catch us at 8.45 p.m. Eastern Standard Time Sunday nights. Uh, we are on hiatus until the 7th of January, but uh, until then, you can check out our end-of-the-year show, our gaming superlative show, where uh, rather than do game of the year, we do categories. Uh, if you kind of think about um, like what your high school superlatives were, like you know, uh, you know, most likely to be successful, uh, class clown, things like that. They're they're not most likely to be successful in class clown, but that's that's what superlatives are, is what I mean. And uh, you can go check those out. Fourteen categories. Uh, all five co-hosts got together, uh, so uh, seventy picks total of games that we slotted into each of those categories over two episodes. So uh, please oh, cool. check that out. Nice. Cool. I like that. You also, I have all your uh, your your stuff um, links in the description. So if you guys want to check out uh, Logic on his channel um, um, for the podcast that he just mentioned, or on his Twitter account, that is in the description of the podcast. And um, again, uh, thanks for joining us, man. I appreciate your insight, sir. Yeah, it's good, man. I always love coming here and talking to the gaming industry and games with you guys. Try to oh. do, we'll try to do it more often. Oh, you actually like us? I'm down with y'all's vibe. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Um, um, Chip says Forte ain't on Twitter. Forte is technically on Twitter, but he never actually checks his Twitter account. So if you send him anything, don't expect to get a response for like anytime soon. So just uh, fair bad. warning. That's good to know. I thought he was just leaving me on read. I'm glad. To no, he, he does it to everybody. No, no, no. Even, no, even no, text no, messages no, no. and phone calls is just the no, same. No, no, He's just, no, no, it, it, no, don't, no, don't no, 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 no. Everyone knows this. Uh, uh, everyone, all your friends know this. We, we all know this about you. So don't try to pull oh, no. the, pull the, the, that it's not true. We, we, we we ain't here for the for the lies. Logic is not left on red. I look at my messages. Logic, you are not left so, on red, sir. You know what left on red means? You don't respond. I know he's not left on red. Meaning anytime he, he just said me, you leaving him on red. No, I have not left him. Let me look to Forte. Forte. He thought you did. If you actually responded, there's nothing for him to think. He knows you no, responded. If right you here. didn't respond, last oh time, last time we talked, September fifth, he responded to me. I, I responded to him. Okay, it was a, it was like, oh wait, it was it? It was a day later. Thank you, thank you. Moving later. on, I, I have. Actually, I, I need a backup for the Starfield discussion, bro. <laughs> it's but see i responded the moment he, he actually put a fire emoji on it because i responded to him because it was forgetting he said i need you in here for the starfield discussion i was like okay bro i'll be there <laughs> no i do be on twitter i just you know i think it's mostly due to see i have this i have a problem like i get real irritated with stupidity and I see a lot of stupidity on Twitter. So mute and, these people. Mute so and instead, block is your friend. So instead, so instead of instead of dealing with it, I just don't look at Twitter until like once or twice a day. And usually it's like at the end of the day. And then at that point, I'm starting to play games. So kind of like four or five, like 12 hours ago by sometimes before I start looking at it. But I do need to I do need to start looking at it more seriously. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I do. I I do. I do. I I have a I have a uh, a, a trivia question for. Oh, uh, 
it's, it's something chat. to do with me. It's got something to do with me and Twitter, don't it? No, no. no. When's the last time? But it, it is, it is, it is DPS related, or at least related to the two of us. And if oh, people okay. have been paying, people have been following us and paying attention, they would know the answer to this question pretty quickly. Um, what is the first game that Forte and I played together? Oh, that is a good one. And the and I think it's something that people would not immediately get. Oh, it, it's they may get close, but I, but they would they won't get it. So the first person to get that gets the the full year free, uh, a free full year of Peacock. Can I guess and get it? Can I guess and get it? No. Why? I could be wrong. It may not be the first game we played together. Well, your memory is so bad, you probably would guess wrong. But no, <laughs> you can't guess. My mem- <laughs> but my memory's not as bad as yours in remembering people's names. Erodimus says it takes two. That is not the first game we played together. Destiny 1. I did not know Forte when Destiny 1 was uh, um, really like popping. FTW says the division that also is a negative. Chip says <laughs> Destiny 2. Anthem. Oh man, look, this is a good one. Okay, no one man, guessed this, this yo. This oh is, man. Yeah. You guys are wrong, wrong, wrong. I don't even think I even played Anthem with you. Now I think about it. I don't no, think I played I, Anthem. No, you didn't play Anthem with me. Really? Damn. <laughs> he said hopscotch. Um, oh, I don't want to. I'm about, I was about to say something, but then people you about to give up. You, you, you yeah, about to give it's not well. FTW um, um, clarified like Halo has multiple games. What, what, what Halo are you talking about, man? You got to clarify what game you're talking about. You know what? Somebody, just, I think somebody just got it. Yeah, Aronimus got it. Aronimus it's Halo, it. Halo Five, aka Halo Guardians, is the the first game me and Forte played together. We used to do custom matches with Luca and all the Spectre gang, like every night for like months for a while. It was a it was a good time. Yeah, it, it was a, was good, a time. good time. I think what threw people off was the first game that we played together when we started doing the stream, which was it was takes two. Yeah, take two was the first right, right. game we started doing the stream. Right, but that's not the first the first game we ever played together. We, ever played, so. we always talked about the first time we played was that Halo and. That's what Halo. Yeah, we've Halo's talked about it out. multiple times. We've talked about it with Luca on on um before, and if if anyone's paid attention, we we we've mentioned that a few times already. So, yeah, uh, I, people people came around to it eventually. Um, Shout out to a rod of his man. You really do know us. Well, he did guess wrong twice before he came to that. So, it just, I mean, it was a process of elimination, I think. But, but good, good, good on him, good on him. Um, Aramis, I will send you that uh, the code for 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 Peacock and um, um, in uh, Twitter DM. So I'll make sure play, I do that we tonight. We should go play Anthem. We should go play Anthem. Yes, Aramis, you won. He's like, did I win? <laughs> I'm down for playing some Anthem. Yeah, we need to go play some Anthem. Anthem was fun to play, man. You know, Anthem was actually a topic of discussion today. A lot of people were talking about Anthem earlier today, and I, I had to 
you know, speak my piece on it. Is it a bad game? Yes. Yes. It did. It, 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 EA screw Bioware? Absolutely. Did the story suck? Yes. Did it have forgivable characters? Who are those characters? I don't remember a single name. But you know what was good about it? It had great traversal and flying mechanics and really good combat. And I think what I wanted to say earlier, let me get up out of here, Um, but what I wanted to say earlier about it was just that Anthem like a lot of games that are bad games like people have this mentality of like oh it's a bad game so every aspect of it is bad or worthless and useless and that's not true like even bad games can have some features that are really good and anthems combat and traversal are really really good They're solid i have a question aspects of the game i got a question mm-hmm. can, did they add the ability to zoom in with all weapons in fortnite or is that always been there? With all weapons? No, like, no, that's oh. new. That's new because they they have a a mod a mod bench now in Fortnite where you can go to a bench, you can add a scope onto any weapon you want. Oh, I was about to lose my mind, bro. I was like, I've been playing Fortnite wrong this whole. I said, How did <laughs> I not know that you nah, can nah. zoom in with weapons now? No, nah, that's that's new for this 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 uh, this okay. chapter. Yeah. Okay, so because the only weapon you can zoom in before, like through the red sniper ones, rifles, the, the sniper rifles. Right now, oh, now you could pick up a that. sniper rifle that won't have a scope. So really? that's a, that's the thing. Yeah. So it's right. it's it. it a lot of people have been prioritizing going to locations or dropping at locations where the where they know mob benches are available, and that those are usually really big hot spots with bosses there and their minion NPCs all firing on you with other players attacking, and it's it's uh it's good, man. Like Fortnite's in a great place. It's uh it's doing really good. Um, mm-hmm. Let's get out of here because it's it's freaking twelve thirty in the morning. We 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 coming around close to four hours live, and I, I don't I don't think I don't think we want to approach those uh, Iron Lord podcast numbers. So we're gonna get by here. Appreciate everybody for coming through. We we love you guys. Enjoy your holiday. Um, it's been a good year, and we've enjoyed uh, spending time with you guys and and just have, doing this podcast. And we're going to do it again next year, and we're going to have a few changes. Uh, you know. May, might be a new intro, might be a new layout overlay, but you know it's going to be the same. Gaming Forte and Slow Mo Backslap, you know, giving you guys a weekly podcast as usual. So, so no show next week, then, right? Yeah, Take basically no show next week. Yeah, taking a That's break right, for yeah. once. Yeah, <laughs> actual break, so we'll see everybody in the new year. Yeah, we will see you in the new year. I hope you guys enjoy uh, your ho- your holiday, whatever you celebrate. Uh, enjoy time with family and food and play some games, man. Play some games. All right. We're out. Peace.